0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. We're your hosts. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And in our podcast, we take apart each episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark scene by scene and discuss it in detail. This show is prime early 90s Canadian acting at its best, or in some cases, worst. We're here to laugh our way through seven seasons and 91 episodes. So whether you're a fan of the show, Think. Sad toe. No, mister. Accent on the
1: <laughs> Hi, Andy. Won't you come play with me?
0: Hey, we're just having a goof.
1: Or experiencing it for the first time. We
0: know there's nothing better than staying up all night with a scary story. Entitled to see movies that don't suck. Never tell anybody outside the family what you're thinking again.
1: I was not expecting that. After you've scrubbed all the floors in Hyrule, then we can talk about mercy. Take him away. No. We are going to die. My ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. ship sails in the morning. I wonder what's for dinner. It's a jacked Show. it's a chapter Review Show. chapter, Review Show. It's a chapter Review Show. Join your host
2: cam Sully each week as he chats with special guests to discuss many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons.
0: everybody everybody. Uh, welcome to a special extra episode of the Never Gets Old podcast. I was asked by Cameron Sullivan uh, to be on his podcast called, let me make sure I get it right, the Jacked Up Review Show podcast. Uh, we have a chat about basically going over the whole franchise of Stargate. The movie, uh, Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, Stargate Universe uh all of it just he, that's his show he wants to review a big chunk of stuff uh and i thought it would be fun just to share to help promote his show but also since we're getting close to the 100th episode um i thought we'd give you a little bonus episode of this uh, i didn't bother to put it on the macgyver podcast because we talk about that stuff all the time but here's a little snippet and if you enjoy this, please check out the MacGyver podcast, uh, MacGyver SG1 audio series, and the Jacked Up Review Show podcast. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Enjoy.
1: I'm Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod.
2: My name is Ichabod Crane. My name's MacGyver.
1: Colonel Jack O'Neill, SG-1. I am Batman! Hello, I'm the Doctor.
0: So there's this man, he has a time machine.
1: Up and down history he goes, zip, 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 getting into scrapes. For years, and maybe more than that, right, Mac? But how long has it been? Has it been six, seven years ago? Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean?
2: Hey, now, wait a minute. Now, wait just
1: a minute. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day. I've got something for you.
0: Oh, uh, merci, Sonora. Just one more thing, sir. Oh, boy. Just like that, bing-bang-boom?
1: At this point, I'd settle for the boom. They'd love it here, don't you think? This is what I'm saying. And by the way, where is your podcast? Tell everybody that's here.
0: Welcome to the Never Gets Old Podcast. The podcast of all we love in TV, movies, music, and comics. With your hosts Mac Jackson and Nathan Shell. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, and YouTube. With donations at Paypal.com at MacWjackson at Comcast.net. Listen to my chapin songs. DJ's saying that they're too long His guitar may be silenced, but his soul goes on and on
2: So introducing from the Never Gets Old uh, podcast and numerous other Stargate, SG1, and MacGyver casts, Mac W. Jackson.
0: Ooh, that was nice.
2: (laughs) 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 Now, I am in the wrong. I have totally mixed up your cast with the Gate cast, which would also cover a lot of. Sure, a lot of Stargate. uh, uh, Not well, but it also even went. uh, a league further and covered uh, Legend, which was an earlier Richard Dean Anderson show as well. The one That, that was made. the
0: one between MacGyver and <laughs> Sorry, SG-1. <man>. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a, a passion project, but unfortunately it was doomed to fail from the beginning, no matter how good it was. Right, UPN uh, just had very yeah.
2: crappy advertising. Michael Piller and the Star Trek guys were too busy with their main shows that they couldn't give it the amount of same effort. So,
0: And, and not only that, like, I didn't get UPN. Like, everybody – I remember articles that I would collect uh, TV would guide. say <laughs> – TV Yeah, well, they'd say, hey, for all four, you know, cities that get to see UPN, please watch Legend because it's really good. Right. You know, like, like, nothing was going to survive on that network, unfortunately. Well, but – and they were part of the other affiliates.
2: And if you didn't get a Paramount affiliate in your city, so then what do you do? You know exactly. Same so thing with Fox uh, and NBC, oh. know, there's so many in between antenna channels that are now just often part of an average person's cable network. But they don't realize some people are much like radio; they're still only going on what's you know free TV,
0: essentially. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Well, you know, and and. It's funny too because I'm always of two minds. Because yes, I would have liked more Legend, but you know, if we didn't, if Legend didn't end, he wouldn't have been snagged for Stargate SG One.
2: I'm with you because I mean, he did that other TV pilot by Tom Fontana of St Elsewhere
0: and Oz fame. It was supposed to be Firehouse. I think it went through a couple different. It names. was a really
2: emotional, really good movie, and he dies at the end of the pilot. And so you know, I guess Have was, you watched it? You've seen I, it. I, I have. It's on YouTube. But it was one of those. It, right. Despite the great cast, it, well, I, I can see why it didn't get picked up. Like, oh, oh,
0: without a doubt. Oh, it was. It was. You know what it was for me. I'll tell you. I remember. Okay. I remember being in college when they were filming it, and I remember going through a whole bunch of different names. It was going to become, you know, fire. Nine oh two six five, or and then they, I guess they finally said, "All right, it's going to be called Firehouse." And then they went, "Great," and then it didn't get picked up. Well, I guess they wanted to put something out in Japan, and so they slapped together. Like he didn't film, as you saw, he didn't film a death scene because he wasn't supposed to die. He was supposed to be the lead, right? And I guess wasn't jar of it. Charavit, go, they go. Well, we gotta wrap this up. Um, I, what about the guy who went off to be the hero? Oh no, let's just kill him. What the? Wow.
1: So yeah, you know,
2: to make it even more interesting, it's kind of like a more realistic, plausible version as opposed to the Hollywood eyes type movie, like you know, Backdraft. You know, it's like it's yeah. kind of a similar thing. And it also is one of those. It's really blurring the line between you know a PG thirteen you know NBC type crime show and a Showtime type show because there's a few f bombs and brief nudity but at the same time it could have easily been some kind of Law and Order NYPD blue type show so it's like
0: yeah, I, it's I think, it was watch, a, I think it's... that's was their inspiration with the the whole, well, NYPD Blue gets a lot of ratings, so let's show a butt scene right here, and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, like you said, I watched it on YouTube because, well, it's Richard Dean Anderson, I'm going to watch it, and I went, "Oh, good, I get to see that, whoa, that was unexpected, okay.
2: Well, yeah, and what the rest of the season had been, who killed him, you know, when they pulled a JR in Dallas, but right. like, <laughs> like you say, it's worth watching, and it's... Actually, definitely one of his better performances because he's just playing a guy trying to maintain order in a very sexist and bigoted fire station, and at the yeah. same time, like you say, is like it. You know, he'd already done was doing Stargate. You know, it was inevitable. They were <laughs> gonna have to.
0: Well, that was I'll that. tell you Stargate came out SG1 was in 97 and and this pilot was filmed in 93
1: 94. Oh, okay. Is so, that, there you go.
0: Yeah, he he had planned on being part of that. Like and it, you're right, the rest of the cast is most of it is pretty amazing when you see who is part of it.
2: Dean Winters, Eddie Falco who also yeah. on the
0: bigger stuff and this
2: is like and it's, they pretty much
0: went to the Homicide family after that and <laughs> But um yeah, you know, and you could tell they were setting up stuff with his ex-wife because, again, he wasn't supposed to die. It was supposed to be, you know, him trying to get back in her good graces. And, uh, but through the whole thing, I'm thinking, okay, let's fast forward through the B story. Let's get back to him. You know, like I don't care right. about the, the the punk mouth rookie going into like a strip club or whatever his deal was.
2: Right. It, it's setting too much up. So I guess it was too ambitious. Yeah, it's the best way to put it. And yeah. I mean – I think that's why this show that we're about to tackle just blew everyone's mind because, you know, Richard Dean wasn't going to become even remotely attempt a movie career. Well, he could have actually, you know, he he, was, he could have, but I'm just saying he, he pretty much was like, okay, I'm stuck doing MacGyver. So I'm going to do some other TV type work. Yeah.
0: His philosophy basically was, yeah, I could go to, to movies, but he sees it the way I do too. I always find, TV to be much more um, uh, fleshed out. Well, much more fleshed out, and you're getting more. Everybody thinks back, you know, back in the '50s, '60s, '70s, '80s. Well, you have to make the transfer to movies. No, you don't, because he liked a steady paycheck and liked the character arc, which you can't do in two hours. Exactly,
2: and you know, everybody at that time was just too competitive. Everybody had to be a planet Hollywood star, or you had to be just, mm-hmm. you know, some, again, you know, do the Denzel Washington and Elsewhere is like, you're a heart frog, you're a good actor there. Now you got to go and conquer, you know, Oscar lane as opposed to the Emmys. But, you know, at that point, like you say, it, it, it the, the awards have to come naturally. And, you know, this show is definitely one of the few where it's like, it just won awards for editing and effects. Oh, but every, yeah. every, everyone loved the story. So that's and, why it lasted 10 years.
0: And the, uh, the characters, I mean, uh if you want to get into it with with SG1 uh you know i of course jumped on i don't know when you started watching but i didn't get to, i didn't have showtime so for the first 5 seasons it was show I
1: was time. on the
2: same boat as you i had bootleg cable so i only got right? sci-fi channel but it was interesting then i went back i saw the movie and i know a lot of people really liked it what was your take
1: on it
0: okay well i'm i got <laughs> I couldn't get into it. Well, here's why. My setup was they were showing it for whatever deal they had a year after a season premiered. Like If you were watching season two on Showtime, you could watch season one on your local cable. It's a great, amazing deal. Well, it was a Sunday night, I think, and they're like, we're going to start showing (gasps) SG-1. I don't have to – oh, wow, okay – well, coincidentally, I don't know <laughs> if this was on purpose or not, they had decided on a different channel to show the Stargate movie. So I thought, <laughs> great. I sat down, I watched the Stargate movie, and I'll sum it up like this. I remember my friend going to see it and saying, it's like it's like Indiana Jones and Star Wars put together. Well, no, <laughs> it, it
2: really isn't. Um, right. Right. They had all and, these comparisons, Alien, Two Thousand One. I'm like, yeah, really and, only and, references in the fully retrospective art design, but that's it. And the the
0: <laughs> the real okay for me, it feels like it's a great pilot for a TV show. The yeah. movie, the movie is not. It's very dragged out. It's a lot of conversation sitting in the sand. How are we going to get home? Which is supposed to be the big thing. And you know, you got two hours of him sitting with villagers and it's Daniel was supposed to be more of the focus, I guess, with the original writers. Cause they had planned a trilogy. Uh, I would have
2: accepted James Spader as that, but at the same time I became so attached to Michael Shanks portrayal of Dr. Without Jackson, a doubt. Yes. And yeah. it's, it's really, some people like to do a comparison, kind of like the odd couple. And I'm like, no, I, I don't no. think it's even like that. Cause as good as Jack lemon and Walter Mathau are, we accepted the TV version just cause they felt, because well more natural because we didn't know who they were prior to that and Mm -hmm. the same thing here is like i don't have a problem with kurt russell but he you know Spader well exactly there wasn't anything to his character like with snake plissken or tango and cash so with that you know it's like spader already admitted he did the movie just because it was an easy paycheck so it's just like i i felt really nothing from that whole film and I try to give it credit where it is. I know a lot of people discovered it because it was on TBS every other day. And like you said, at that point, Stargate, within its first few years, started getting sold to all the Fox affiliates and rerun there. So that's why Showtime dumped it because they felt we're losing money.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: So so as a brief uh, setup for everybody, it follows the adventures of, uh, you know, (laughs) uh, of uh, Jack O'Neill, two L's, not one. That's right. (laughs) played by Richard Dean Anderson who in many times will break on rare occasion the fourth wall and make a MacGyver reference or in some other Star Trek or Star Wars type uh, punch and follows Dr. Jackson played by Michael Shanks, uh, uh, Sam played by Amanda Tapping uh, and Alien Warrior and Ally uh, Tulk played by Christopher Judge. And again, it's, part exploration show, part military, aliens, Babylon 5 type show, and very much, it's got various, you know, Egyptian folklore, Indiana Jones type adventure, and just other, just mind-blowing, just occasional philosophy, for lack of a better description. It has lasted 10 years, and we'll briefly cover the spinoffs as well.
0: Yeah. See, (laughs) it's funny when, anybody tries to sum up what Stargate is, it's really hard. You really can't compare it to anything. And I, I understand I'm biased, but it's earned because Absolutely. I always, I always tell people I am a really, really tough critic when it comes to music, TV, anything. I, it, you know, it's got to it, grab you. It's got to, well, yeah, it has, it has to prove itself. Exactly. And, and not only has Stargate, uh, let me tell you, uh, as I was saying, I was gonna watch it because it was Richard Dean Anderson.
1: <laughs>
0: Richard Dean Anderson is, is my idol. Thus, the MacGyver podcast and the MacGyver SG one audio series that I do and write. Um, but I was gonna watch anything. I mean, he could read the phone book, and I'd watch him do that. It's like that. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, you know. At that point, he was kind of from the same kind of
2: Scott Bakula, uh, you know, TV star. A school where many people knew and admired him and,
0: and I really just as a person a good good human being. Everything you good see in MacGyver being, is that guy.
2: Well exactly it and you see you hear about all the stuff, you know, that he's done, like he liked to go skiing. They would work that in the show. He was mm-hmm. a single father, so they work in the divorce and how he's kind of a hippie. And they they work in that stuff. And it's just like I like you even more, dude, because I'm not getting any real sense of an ego. I'm getting more of a Let's party till we can't party anymore. You
0: know? And one of the things that everybody who comes on the podcast that has worked with him always said, you know, he was the reason that it lasted seven seasons and could have gone longer, but they decided to end when they felt like it as opposed to being told. So I mean, they, they, they went, you know what, who's MacGyver when they started? They said, well, it's a guy who can create something out of nothing realistically with real science and all but after that they modeled everything else after Richard Dean Anderson his likes his dislikes his history where he grew up and those people yeah. those same people then moved over to SG one so they call him up and they said you know we kind of we'd like you to do this show we have you seen the movie so he watches the movie and he comes back and he goes you know I love the idea of it <laughs> I'm much – his quote is, I'm much more of an Indiana Jones guy than a sci-fi guy. Right. Um, but if I'm allowed, I'll do it – if I'm allowed to be me an ad-lib, I can't do the straight, you know, Kurt Russell, I'm military, cliche.
2: And he's a way more humorous. It kind of makes sense. He does kind of from the Harrison Ford kind of school of thought, if that makes sense. In yes, that he yes. He likes to joke around and mm-hmm. – show emotion, but it's more earned as opposed to, I must be monotone, I must be very, you know, deep voiced. And, not and he's
0: got that, he, he's got the sense, my sense of knack. humor that I love where it's sarcastic. Yeah. But he's not going, I'm making a silly face, haha. No, no. He's saying something with a straight face, but it's ridiculous and absurd. Even if he's the only one laughing, that's that makes it worth it. I so connect with that.
2: Well, exactly, and I see what you mean, where it's like, this does change the Vancouver, you know, Canadian TV and film industry, but like you say, they still have to use this as their model when they do something like a Dark Matter or another X-Files type show, you know, because like you say, you see all these actors, all these visual effects people, they pretty much have worked on all those shows, but they bring a different sense to that, and here, you know, Mm -hmm. they they wanted to do a spectacle every week. They wanted to have a battle, they wanted to have some new magical orb that they must retrieve.
0: A self contained story that feels like a two hour movie.
2: And and the creators, you know, they had already come off the Outer Limits TV show. Mm-hmm. Just phenomenal cast and mm-hmm. crew and like like Richard Dean Anderson, they intended a family show and Showtime, of course, was like, well, we can only, you know, guarantee pay per view and other people purchasing it if there's tits and it's like after that I'm glad that they told him to shove it right. instead. Please stop giving us notes about how you want put to see some Poon and language and. Gorg. And
0: they re-edited. If you, I don't know if you knew, but I, I did. Brad that, that, Wright did it. It's great.
2: It makes the character way more likable because in there he's just you know a dick, and you're, it's hard to see that you would do a ten-season order over this, you know.
0: Well, it's funny too because, like I said, I started to watch because of Richard Dean Anderson. But I will say the rest of the cast is perfect. You love everybody because and, – and I don't just mean like, oh, I like that character. I like the actor and their ability to be these characters. Like you said, uh, Michael Shanks. When uh, One of the times I saw Michael Shanks, he was up on stage at a uh, convention, and somebody – this girl, you'll love this. She stands up she goes, <laughs> I, I have a question. He goes, oh, okay, and he's very sweet and wonderful to people. She goes – how hard was it for you to do the transfer from the when when you were in the movie to then were you happy that you then got the t v show and the whole audience goes, "Oh God and he, <laughs> and, and he very sweetly says, "Oh sweetie that 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 was not me. I was not in the movie. She's like, "No, I just saw the movie, yeah, that wasn't me, which is a great compliment to his acting ability
2: well and it really did torque me off for a while how, you know, so many people started rumors about him being difficult, and it's like, all he wanted to do was, after the first five years, just attempt a movie career, and then it didn't work out, so he came back, right. but they, they a rumor kept going around throughout for forums that he was difficult, he was a prick, and it's like, no, he's fine, he's just doing what every actor does, where they try to challenge themselves after a while, and then he realized, well... That didn't work. <laughs> That's not panning out. Uh, can I at least bring my actress wife, Lexa Doig, here to join the cast? You know, And so it. I think what this show also does good is, much like some of the Law & Order shows, it does so good at – There's, it doesn't have to ever explain why certain people aren't missing. They always have one line of dialogue or some other implication that people are busy working around on another away team mission. Which was
0: – I'll tell you. Uh, I, I'm, we're going to be jumping back and forth, I know, but yeah, I always yeah. say the first eight seasons – are perfect. After that, the last two, and it's not just because Richard Dean Anderson was not in front of the camera. It was because he wasn't behind the camera because he was a producer. So he got to say, we, we can't do that or wait, we have to address this. Those little nuggets where they uh, lay pipe, as they say, were you know, you're going to pay this off down the road he would make sure don't forget we mentioned this we have to you know and once he wasn't right. there they they didn't do those little lines of dialogue that you were talking about or they uh. didn't you know yeah so a lot of people like the last two seasons um
2: i love it all but i can't blame you when i first saw that and wasn't a religious viewer would only see reruns yeah i was definitely disconnected from those the most because they were
0: going into homage parodyville Exactly. And in hindsight, it was supposed to be uh, Robert Cooper took over once Richard Dean Anderson left. He was, he was the one head of the writers, producers too. Yeah. And he said, well, this is my show now, and I'm going to change it to Stargate Command. Well, they talked him out of it because they wanted to get the longest-running sci-fi show by 200 episodes.
2: Right. Syndication but, was different.
0: <laughs> right. But – Two months after that, Smallville beat them anyway. So in hindsight, I wish there was a disconnect. I wish they had called those last two seasons Stargate Command because that way SG-1 wouldn't be as tarnished as it is.
2: I I see what you mean. I mean, overall, I mean, I just loved Toke and Sam just so much. Mm -hmm. that, Like you say, they could have retitled it. I guess the main deal, I think that it's held up and Michael Shanks has said in interviews he's surprised that it, it, so many people still know about it since it hasn't been syndicated in quite a while. Um, it's just the DVD and Blu-ray prices are always through the roof. You watch them on Amazon and other things, and they're uninterrupted. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, the minute they went Wallace. on the video. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to believe that was filmed back when it was filmed because there's very few blemishes or anything. It's just incredibly photographed. <laughs> and, I, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what's his, uh, but I think they said that if you read some of like the older DVD collectibles that they even tell you how many people are on the spaceships and Tilk has like the largest, hard- largest body count out of all of them. <laughs> That's before Jackson and Sam start planning, you know, dynamite on every ship and, you know, Richard Dean, uh, Jack opens up the one vault that <laughs> encapsulates all the other Tok'ra and, uh. Uh, Ga'ul ships, Uh, but yeah, it's like basically they made it to where it's like they re-edited it and they they took out some of the other uh, little tidbits that they had to have for network stuff and just merged all the two-parters into one big giant, you know, two-hour episodes, but yeah, there's never any fade to black or... Mm Or cuts where you could tell, oh, that's where a commercial went. Right. None of those awkward things. And they weren't weren't a music-based show, so they never had to, say, substitute any,
0: you know, music artists. That's true. That's true. You know, uh, it's funny. The way – my view of it, whenever I talk to anybody about Stargate – and I just did this on Twitter the other day. uh, I was – without trying, I convinced them – she wrote and said, My husband's been after me to watch this for the longest time. Oh beca- my God. <laughs> and because of your because of your tweet to me, I'm now going to try it because I've never seen someone push so hard for a show. And I said, It's not like I, I'm I have money invested. It's just that good that I want everybody to experience that level of perfection like I have. Because I'm the and, same way. Is this you, like- I'm sure you agree. Now everything else is judged by that because that is the height. Everything else that you're going to watch for the rest of your life, you're like, yeah, it was good. It wasn't sg one good? <laughs> right. And, <laughs> I mean, this is a one of a kind show in that,
2: aside from changing how shows are done, and I could even say it's more X Files than the X Files, because, I mean, it has a pretty wicked yet easy to follow, you know, government conspiracy. It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. even a part spy show at times.
0: Mm hmm. I will yeah, they, admit. They dabble into everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean,. It helped that these guys were all comfortable with each other. A lot of the producers have worked with Amanda Tapping and Shanks on, you know, Outer Limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Christopher Judge first made his first
0: TV appearance on MacGyver as like mm-hmm. a henchman of the week. So everybody, was- no, mm-hmm. it was it was live and learn. And he was the episode was called Live and Learn. And he was a mouthy football player. Oh, that's student. who it was. Okay. And, Mac- and MacGyver has to flip him to like prove you know. That's okay.
2: But no, okay. <laughs> I forgot what he actually was doing, but I just remember they were wrestling and so I was
0: like oh shit so he's in but yeah I'm due for a MacGyver rewatch that Oh yeah, that's another I mean obviously I know I'm partial but I'm watching it with my family so they would tell me if it didn't hold up and that's another perfect show because of Richard Dean Anderson and everybody involved where it wasn't about their personal egos it was about what is the end product so the writers who've been on with me have said we tried to do uh, uh, basically, an hour-long movie, self-contained. That way, anybody can jump in at any time and feel rewarded by the end of it. You're not. It really going...
2: gives every kind of audience what you want. Those who yeah. want something emotional, you'll get it from Sam and companies. Those who want something very funny, Tilk is full of one-liners,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: that's even before having Indeed.
0: You know, <laughs> and he he even starts off. It went. Here's what I tell everybody when they're about to dive into Stargate. Okay. Right. I say the first season is basically laying the foundation where a lot of the episodes are the Star Trek. We're going through the gate. We're dealing with these people. And by the end of the episode, we're going back home. Okay. And I remember being me loving Richard Dean Anderson, watching it saying, well, they better do something different. Otherwise I'm only going to be watching this because of Richard Dean Anderson. Right. By the end of that first season, they, they turn everything on its head And you know they have the alternate realities. Well, it's the alternate, you know, reality. And oh, by the way, the trouble that you caused in the movie. Well, now they're sending two motherships directly to Earth, and the Stargate is getting shut down because of politics. You know, it. You're like, oh man. And then from there, yeah, they're doing what every good
2: sci-fi or even crime show does. It's like there's a bureaucrat who's going to close down your system. You better give
0: them. You know. The clock is ticking, so make the mission count. And what and what happened after that first season or by the end, everything after that built off of that. There's you know, they never was slid backwards. They laid foundations. They might say, oh, we're working on, you know, X. Well, X doesn't pay off, not that you cared, but when you see it in like the third season, you go, Oh, that's what they talked about, you know, last season, which was a throwaway line or so you think. Right. You know, and it's it's just so perfectly crafted from a writing perspective. They definitely outlined it. They did not
2: make this up as they went along. They weren't relying on the actors to sell it. They were also, I mean, there's action for the guys who are, could give less of a crap. There's a lot mm-hmm. of other just cool uh, art direction that the girls might like, you know, and there's, you know, people who just like, Again, just all kinds of elements are just going to dig this show because, I mean, like you say, it is almost like the whole Egyptian temples is like it's going to take a bunch of archaeologists to layer
0: out each detail and make it that refined and cool. And at no point do they go, look it, we know it, we know how to phone in a Stargate episode. No, no, no. The writers, producers, they were excited. They're like, oh, what if – <laughs> what if there's a way that we can make them have superpowers?
1: <gasps> oh,
0: and there's one called Upgrades where the Tokra That was a great right? episode. Right? And and within that, which would have been enough, but within that you have the Jack Sam dynamic where they know they love each other, but because of the military they can't officially say anything. Yeah, yeah, From, and because of that episode, for the next couple, they there's one in, Uh, call uh divide and conquer which came about after that one where they have to kind of say in front of people you know i care about her much more than i'm supposed to there's that
2: there's other gripping stuff that froze you for 180 but it's earned and there's even other people from each other's past and they don't necessarily know how to always say you know again uh, I respect you. I forgive you. Sometimes then it just becomes wait no don't you know sacrifice yourself for me. And there's a lot of cool one episode guest stars who are awesome. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes sense why they get promoted because you know they're only at the base. I like how uh, on occasion they have to stop Tilk from leaving the base when he gets taken over by an alien entity. I like how uh, Daniel has to again you know regenerate and. Season four, I don't feel as dated as well for me because there's some filler episodes, but like you say, they're still the same around, you know, that's Ooh, when they- now you got me curious. I, I just thought that there were a few just kind of, they were accepting, I don't think they were spoiled and I don't think they phoned in an episode, but I just thought there were some that weren't as dated as well. I wonder what, do you, you recall any detail? Uh, there was one when they go after the uh Wally guy, the uh, Mark- computer tech- and they they use a lot of very over annoying like slow motion. That's just so nineties.
0: I'm trying to think of which one you mean. The the computer guy. Uh yeah he yeah the bald he's now on white collar M- Martin yeah the yeah. character's same was yeah uh yeah. he comes back a couple times actually
2: he 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 does and I just remember when they the first episodes they're season four still has some worthwhile ones and they oh. just didn't have as necessarily some of my. Your they were favorites. kind of my least favorite alternate reality. Isn't that but, funny? Okay. But but it's still worth seeing. I, well, you know I, what?
0: They did a lot of, they did, they started to do, which I don't mind. I th- thought it was refreshing, but that was one of the first ones where they did an Earth-based episode. So there's yeah, no yeah. Stargate per se. Maybe, you know, maybe that was what
2: uh, I'll, I'll that i i I'll still
0: watch them. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll
2: still marathon all of these episodes. But Like, <laughs> like, like you say, this, this isn't afraid to be different. It's, you know. It's people are binge watching it, realizing, hey, you know, I don't have to go to the theaters and watch the biggest epic. It's all
0: here on my, you know, small screen TV. And honest to God, because I'm telling you, I watch them with my family. So the kids, my wife hasn't seen them in years. I know them by heart, but I don't care. My my you kids can show them the DVD edit of the pilot, yeah. so everyone's
2: <laughs> exactly. And all the rest of the stuff, it's going to grow on you eventually because there's some eye, but it's like. It's like
0: seeing, it's like seeing, uh, having it be watched for the very first time through my children's eyes who are old enough to, to get it. And my wife, uh, and they'll say when it's over, wow, give me an episode. That's what they say. They go, wow, right? that, that felt like a movie. And I'm like, uh, and they really go, did. that, that was only an hour. So much happened within that hour. I'm like, eh, I know. Welcome to Stargate.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: To make it even better, I mean, it helped that when it did the other shows, it wasn't relying on complete knowledge of the other ones. And right. seeing this all, I, I think the closest thing I can think is the Chicago shows and SVU, they would do crossovers, but they don't require that you see one part of the other. It's still a contained story. And the other ones that would do spinoffs too often would just pull a Buffy and Angel or even what the D C comics ones were if you didn't watch the other five parts then it didn't make You're sense. Lost. And it's yeah. like not all of us now we gotta go for the episode guides and figure out what order to watch these episodes. Exactly. And it's gonna confuse us even more because we, you know, This is on season five, and this is only on season two. I'm confused.
0: I I try and tell people that because we (laughs) we have these couples, uh, uh, friends who are a couple, and they're like, we love Supernatural, Supernatural, Supernatural. So (laughs) we said, okay, look it. We'll watch. How about just to be fair and not overload you, we'll try and pick five episodes of SG-1 to give you a general idea. You give us five episodes of – your Supernatural, show. <laughs> right? Which I thought was fair. Well, they said, well, it's kind of hard. We'll think about it. We'll figure which one. Well, we gave them their five, a sampling. And it didn't matter. Here <laughs> is like Stargate's going in the can. <laughs> well, no, with, with us, I, you know, I, I sent them the, the list. We decided, based on good faith, we were going to start Supernatural from the beginning. Mm. Now, we're only in season two, but we've consistently watched it. They... Haven't bothered at all. I'm like you. You don't know what you're missing. Well, it's very. I, I saw the pilot, and it seems like there's military involved. I'm like, and, wow. Like yeah. Like you're not. You know.
2: So they are uh, sounding like my sister, who would often say, "If you come to my see my movie, which we're going to make fun of, I'll go and see your shitty movie." And of course, she would never honor her part of the deal. So I, yeah, I, I gave up on the whole okay, no, bullshit, i
0: done it your way. <laughs> or the other one was, the other response we got was, oh, you know what, I tried to watch it, but I was busy working at the time. So, like, I had it mm-hmm. off to the side. And it turns out you can't kind of watch Stargate SG-1. You actually have to be invested. I'm like, yeah, that's called good writing. I was
2: actually able to do a few movie reviews while I watched it. Yeah it's very comforted food
0: (laughs) well especially if you've seen it before then yeah then it it,
2: some of these episodes i hadn't seen it was just that kind of just a very layered i just i i'm so blown away by the editing the visuals the direction and the directors really did have a big say in this they you know because they were also producers on this and they were making sure the actors were perfectly cast and some of them again had been on all the other sci-fi shows it's Actually, a lot of fun seeing uh, John DeLancey, who's best known to trackies, <laughs> as Q. But, he, you know, he had already been on Legend with Richard Dean Anderson. so And they, MacGyver. They
0: just,
2: oh, that's right. And so <laughs> there you go. They'd already been best buds. So that the trackies were going, oh, oh, I see what you did there. And the other people were like, who know Richard Dean, are like, oh, I see what he did there. Buddy. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, he would, you know, Richard Dean Anderson is one of those giving actors as opposed to the um, – the stories you hear about William Shatner where he would steal lines. and Richard Dean Anderson is the opposite where he'd go, you know what? Do you remember the episode in particular of um, Stargate SG-1 where Daniel's grandfather is there because it was like a crystal skull? Yes! That was one of my favorites. That was
1: mind-blowing.
0: That that was supposed to be Jack O'Neill. It was supposed to be a Jack O'Neill story, but he said, you know what? I think this is much more of a Daniel story because I've had that kind of adventure on MacGyver. Why don't we let him shine? Right,
1: and, and he he would
0: do that all. He would bring on, like you said, he would bring on friends. Uh, general Hammond.
1: Um, yeah, he, John Davis had been John a Davis,
0: and character actor on MacGyver, and he brought him so, in. Oh, when they were having the conversation of you know we need the boss, who's going to be the general? He goes, you know, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, all these people got part uh, uh, Walter, the, the technician, the gate technician. Yeah, I love him. and uh, He got his name because Richard Dean Anderson ad-libbed, which he did all the time,
1: there you ad-libbed
0: go. that line, and he goes, Walter. And he even said, you know, can we give him more lines? Can we let him shine a little more? He wanted to make sure everyone's refrigerated
2: and actually you know, contained and interacting yeah. as opposed to being a featured extra who doesn't
0: Yeah. Do like Gary Jones Walter told told me in particular, he goes, "I have a career because of him." He especially during the eighth season, where Jack becomes general. uh, he goes, "Can he be like my radar from Mash?" Have, <laughs> you know, because he, he would follow him around and like you know do the serious work that Jack. That's so true like
2: by by season three, he is definitely following them in the hallway more as opposed to yeah, because for a while it just seemed like. And he, after a while, he really does start enjoying the exposition because for a while it was just like he's just the guy who we indicate that the iris is open to
0: the mm-hmm. Stargate. And do the after, countdown.
2: Right, and after a while, it's like then they start actually showing his close-ups because he's having fun saying the lines now, so now there's more fun.
0: Yeah, and Dan Shea, who uh, he's on the show, he, he was uh, his stunt double. That's I mean, right. Richard Dean Anderson would do the majority as, as of his Sylar, own stunts. But Sergeant Siler was, for years, from MacGyver through the TV movies to SG-1. I've I've talked to him on Facebook. Nicest guy ever. Isn't he?
2: I even noted how – I just saw you in that one episode of Psych because he was the stunt coordinator on that show. He did all the car chases and wacky fighting, and so – like you say, is like that's a double-duty role to have both your own character who is the Kenny of the show always gets injured or is a redshirt <laughs> equivalent, and then actually, like you say, stand in for Richard Dean when you don't see him on screen getting thrown by one of the gods. Yeah, yeah. stairway, so.
0: Oh, but, yeah, I
2: mean, I, I don't know. I'm trying to. <laughs> I think I these look- heroes, they stand out also. Indiana Jones and even Aliens are a good parallel because when they get their asses handed to them, they do get their asses handed to him. So you yes. actually get emotionally invested in the fight scenes. And then, you know, Tilk it's- will often manage because he's got regenerative powers. Jackson will suffer because he's not, he's the scientist and he's uh-huh. the fighter secondary. And so it is cool seeing how everyone is well staged in a encounter or conflict of the week, because then yeah. that ups the stakes, that ups the emotion. One of them gets captured but it's not just special effects, You're, you know that one of them, and it's I, I, as we go on to the other shows, I'll, I, I like how they insert themselves into the conflict too, without feeling like they're just on a separate sound stage saying the lines. you know.
0: Well, one of the things that, that really is a defining quality of why everybody loves it is they don't try to be they're not from the future,'re they're, yeah. not, they're not aliens from a different planet that we're watching. It's us. It's us going through this portal going, I don't know what's on the other side. And Jack, besides being the voice of logic and reason, is also us to go, oh, come on. Nobody talks like that. Like, he'll say it. Nobody talks like that. Why is this guy, you know? (laughs) He'll be a brute,
2: but you actually kind of like him because there's a reason he'll be a dick about it. And then Sam, you know, she starts off kind of being, I wouldn't say wimpy, but trying to resolve everything
0: peacefully. And then by the end, she's like, okay, I can't reason with these guys. Well, Daniel in particular is Mr. Peace and love. And let's talk about, even though you want to blow my head off. Let what, maybe if I give you a pair, you'll like, and you know, and Jack will just, Nope. You know, it, 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 you can't 99% of the time, Jack is right. And I only leave that 1% because he's also smart enough to defer to the rest in the group. He's not a bully. He goes, I think it should be this, guys, and we'll let them have a say.
2: That's that, true. That's he, a good leader. Well, there's that too, because you know, you would look at Cisco and Archer, you know, both Star Trek captains, right? And they could be cold-hearted dicks at times. And you know, the difference between Jack O'Neill is he often would come back at it and actually talk to people afterwards, saying, "I know why you did what you did. I'm not. I wasn't doing it to contradict you or disagree with you. Uh-huh. I just feared for your life." I mean, when, when there's the one robot gal. Who, I know. I, I
1: was going to mention
0: that one. I love it, that you mentioned that one.
2: Uh, I, I never forget how Jackson at the end is like, I will never forgive you. And at the end, he's like, I know why you did it, Jack, and still saves him when he gets
0: captured. Well, because, I mean, the robot, you know, he, he, Daniel. She the didn't even know she was a robot. Is, <laughs> right. And, and, and he's like, well, you know, I just think I, when, when she, he ends up throw, getting thrown through a shelf – uh, Jack is like, all right, shut her down. That's it. And she's like, well, he, wait a minute, Jack. I think she just didn't under, like what I was saying. He goes, well, I don't like most of what you say. I try to resist <laughs> the urge to throw you through a wall, you know? And, it, and it's he's the voice of logic and reason. It doesn't matter if it, oh, quote, unquote, might have a soul. Shut it down. And then it starts building freaking replicators. Right. Kill it. That's it. So when he comes through the door and guns her down, you're right. Daniel's like, you stupid son of a bee. And he's he's pouting about it, like, no. Jack's like, too bad. You were wrong. She had to die at the end.
2: Uh, Well, yeah, but remember he also bellows, I came here to save your ass. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's definitely one of my favorite Jacks because he's also not a patsy. He's also not a whatever command says he's like he will gladly disobey an order if he can find a way to get around it or buy everyone time like yeah we're shutting the gate down hurry 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 get through
0: (laughs) well i'll tell you this even though he was uh a general for the eighth season a lot of people go well everybody likes hammond okay yeah hammond was a fine general but jack was a general for one year I mean he was a general afterwards, but he, he was he was the place the he was security. in command of the whole thing and ended the replicators and the gould he he made the hard call that Hammond had to like you know watch the 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 yellow tape and kind of play politics. Jack goes, no, kill him you know or you know yes no or go against orders like you said so I he really was dig how was most that effective. Point-
2: well, that, and you're actually able to follow all the other, you know, Ga'ul Rebels who may or may not be allies with SG-1, you know, the,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: the other system keepers, as they call them, and uh, the Tok'ra is an interesting parallel, especially for Sam's development as a character to yep. figure out, you know, they've saved me, but was it for them Was it uh-huh. for them to use me as a Patsy, or was it to actually save me? And so some of them is legit, but at the end of the day, she buys in the jacks logic that, you know, and I, I love how a lot of people like to hate Jonas, played by, Jonas. Yeah. Played by Parker Lewis himself, Corin Nimek. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an interesting thing because he's another kind of smart-alecky kind of punk kid who, who's taking it serious, but slowly bonding with trying and failing to bond with Jack while at the <laughs> same time being backup for Tilk. And I just love how, during that time, Sam plays even more tricks when you know she gets taken over by some of those you know gogles. and it's just interesting how you know it's like that she's just too good for them. She's too powerful because she's got a bigger mind than any of those little nimrods.
0: Well, you know, a lot of people uh, through the years continue to make the mistake of thinking of uh, him as a replacement for Daniel. And he's not. Jonas is his really? own person okay. because he's his own. well, because here's what happened. You know, Michael Shanks leaves. They bring in Corin Nemec's character, Jonas Quinn, to be his replacement on the team. Well, okay, that doesn't mean he's trying to ever be Daniel. And they he's... still had, fortunately, other
2: episodes where Daniel appears in flashbacks or in... Yeah. Experience. And then in the end,
0: when he does come back, I love to see them team up. That was great.
2: It was great because it was also just a peaceful gathering. They even hinted that, hey, I'll probably visit you on your planet, you know, because then they visit his homeworld and it's like, man, they should have totally snuck in a Jonas cameo had he not gone on to other stuff.
0: Exactly. Well, you know, I had uh, him on. He's going to come back on another time. Oh, really? On, on the MacGyver podcast. Actually, I'll tell you, check out the YouTube video. Uh, of the episode because it's okay. him holding his phone while we're chatting. He's like, "Look, I'm eating a Snickers, and here I'm making a steak, and we're just shooting the bull like buddies because we've been friends through social media for a while, but now nice. to actually, you know, be quote unquote face to face. Well, he <clears throat> is all for coming back and wanted to stay anyway." But they wrote him off the show, which I feel was a mistake. They could have just said he's still on Earth. We just don't necessarily get to see him all the time.
2: Yeah, I don't know what that was. If they were just they didn't want to write for that many people, or what was it? But
0: yeah. Well, again, you could have had uh, Daniel go off somewhere. Like if Michael Shanks wanted to try something, okay, bring in Jonas. You know what I mean? Because Jonas okay, said he, he he MacGyver was learning.
1: Episode.
0: He uh, yes. Yep. All right. All right. Perfect. He, he, <laughs> what's what's the number of that episode? Does it say thirty-seven? There you go. Uh, let me know when you do see it because I, actually you'll you're gonna love all these because the MacGyver podcast we don't just talk about obviously MacGyver stuff. It's Stargate, so I'll get all the writers, producers, <laughs> you know, and they just tell great insightful stories. But anyway, because they are that insightful,
2: they're that. Vapid uh, storytellers. I mean, even the people who you don't suspect to, not necessarily even just dislike, but you don't even see how they're going to come to the picture. You think, okay, they're going to be defeated after, you know, this, and then they come in and they're a different light, just showing you how they've evolved as people, even though they're not still a force of opposition, like Ronnie Cox's senator.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I love how in
2: the alternate universe episode they hint, oh shit, what happens if he becomes president? And then uh, I love how Jack. He doesn't give a fuck where you're from. He's just like, if you abuse any trust or try and shut down my program or kill millions, I'm coming after you. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or like he tells Mayborn, I'll shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at, at,
2: here he is. At, 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 yeah. Mayborn is another fun one because constantly he's getting taken over or going to another planet. And I love how a bunch of other people who believe it or not had interviewed like, Richard Dean at one point ended up becoming guest stars uh, in that episode. Oh, Wayne Brady's the alien villain of the week, and that was just so. You know funny. why he
0: got that part? Because he choked a bitch. I don't know. No. <laughs> nope. Because uh, <laughs> he, he does, and I was like, "Damn, nice." He had um, he had a talk show, Wayne Brady, and he had yeah, Rich- yeah, yeah. Okay, because Richard Dean was the inter- the guest on. Well, his- he 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 said, "I'm such a fan," so Richard Dean Anderson said, "Okay." And got River. him on. Like, he's the guy. He's the guy who does for others. Oh, you like the show? Why don't you come on and I'll figure out a part for you. Boom! <laughs> you know, because you'll, you'll see a lot of the people from MacGyver uh, will show up a lot of times on Stargate. Absolutely. Because you know, he, he likes them and he remembers them. And, you know, that's, all, that's a good person. Only thing that was missing
2: was Bruce McGill. But, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody else pretty much got on there. Yeah,
0: like, get Jack Dalton going through the gate. Ah, crap. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll give you a little, um, a little tease for my audio series. Woo! The MacGyver SG1 audio series uh picks up. Well, uh, okay, it does two things. It gives new stories for MacGyver and Stargate SG1, but it starts after. It jumps around a bit because some of them are in between the episodes that you already know. Mm-hmm other stories are right now. So, Jack, uh, here's the premise. Jack basically finds out when he had the ancient knowledge downloaded into his brain and he first meets Thor and the Asgard. Do you remember the episode? Uh, oh, you got it. this. You... Oh, are you are you we're done about
2: season 8, I think. No,
0: no, 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 that's part oh, two. But... Uh, okay. We're, so... we're talking back in season 2. Oh, oh okay. He goes they oh, the shit. episode starts it they go they go through the gate, they're in one room, they don't they're like, All right, there's nothing here, this is just an empty room. This thing forms out of a room and it's the head grabber. Well, Jack looks in it, it grabs him, it downloads it makes him pass out. Well, it turns out it downloaded the ancient's knowledge into his head. If you haven't seen this, you better go back and work. Well, no, no, no. I've seen I it. Swear all. So, I swear to God. I I, I I remember the one
2: where it was the Body Snatchers episode, and then there was uh, Cyborg O'Neill. I love that episode where he finds out there's a cyborg duplicate of him, and he's like, "I'm O'Neill, no, I'm O'Neill."
0: Yeah, that's first season, Ten Men it was called. Um, but this oh, with but this,
2: there's another one they do later on. I recall?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, four. same, same guys. It's the same. <laughs> uh, it's like a sequel to that. But um, okay, that's what that's I think. season four. Anyway, see now you got me going through my my catalog in my head um but no so this thing the the way this episode ends is uh they meet the asgard who they've been wondering about for a long time it's the little gray roswell roswell aliens looking guys so in my audio series i have it where they had said something to him off camera about you're one of two well while he's recovering Daniel, Teal, and Sam do a little investigating, and it turns out that Jack O'Neill was a twin. His <laughs> twin brother that. is Angus MacGyver. I love it. So now, from that point on, I can do the meeting for the first time. I can, you know, have them deal with each other's enemies. So their worlds basically collide. So they're all part of the same universe. Uh, I'm an
2: asshole. I have not. Listen to this yet. It's okay. Uh, you, it, that's what I'm here for. You, who did you hire to do the voiceovers of the... A uh, uh,
0: lovely actor, uh, very, very talented, named Mac Jackson. Uh, you may have heard of him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
0: talking to his clone right now. <laughs> exactly. He, uh, no, what happened was I, I thought about maybe, I knew who I could do Jack and MacGyver. Uh, I feel we're cut from the same cloth, but I thought maybe I'll get someone else to be someone for Daniel someone for you know Carter uh and I thought you know what I'm not patient enough to wait on people I want to get going the moment I had the idea pop into my head I'm like start typing I gotta start writing the story well now that I've written the first episode they're about a half hour 20 minutes long uh I can't wait to hear somebody record it edit them Have them redo something if I didn't like it.
1: Mm -hmm. I just went, you
0: you know what? If it's me, I'm my own worst critic. So I can do voices enough, and I also have to narrate it. Okay, well, I'm on episode I just released right before Christmas, episode uh, 11.
2: Is this also on Podbean or Anchor? Yes, all of it. Okay, if you perfect. if
0: if you type in MacGyver SG1 audio series, you are going to find it. And I do artwork where it shows them together, so you get like, like a the visual. one in behind you. Uh, that's, that's a, at, yes, that's, that's my. A good, that's a good Photoshop. Thank you. That's actually I worked on that for a while. That's um, yeah, I did that as like a a movie poster to, as you know, share on Twitter and social media to say here's what you can kind of expect. You know, if if this doesn't wet your whistle. I don't know what does, but um, I, I, I'll, speaking of movie, I am so glad that Michael Shanks just kind of peacefully
2: kind of resolved the whole movie crowd versus the TV show crowd because
0: that the was movie so created, funny.
2: The movie creators were just like, "We've never seen it, but because they took it from us, we don't want anything to do with it. We want to reboot it." And I was, just, I like how Daniel was like, "They're welcome to." But good luck telling everybody to abandon all the love they've grown to have for these TV show characters that are more real than the
0: movie. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, there's still that push, obviously, because it's a show <sighs> that could go on forever. Uh, there's never a time where you go, all right, they've told all the stories they could tell. No, they have a portal I, everywhere.
2: I, I, I was so relieved when Amanda and Dean at that uh, convention from a few years ago actually Ooh. just confirmed "Is like, we're
0: talking. Yeah, yeah. And Brad Wright just came out. He said – when this pandemic is over, uh, I, we would have been doing something right now if it wasn't for the pandemic.
2: Because he and Cooper got so sick of having every incredible show that they worked on, Travelers, Dark Matter,
1: mm-hmm. just
2: continually get canceled by stupid sci-fi channel guys who didn't weren't serious about it. And so right, I, I, I hope they can keep pushing. I hope that the
0: MGM's liquidation cell doesn't interfere with this. I hope. It won't. Because I think part of Brad's thing is I got something planned, which might mean it might go to Netflix. Like if Netflix or somebody gets the license – because MGM, as you know – That would has, make
1: sense
2: because
0: it's now on Netflix this it, year. Which kind of goes, wait a minute. Why did they do that? If they have it on Netflix, mm. ooh, they're planning on bringing it – they're going to start new episodes, which would be – It might be a power
2: play. They're just saying, okay, if we like the ratings we get when it's on our platform, yeah, we'll pick if, up if on you that. If you
0: ever wanted to just steal money and put it in your pocket, you keep Stargate going. You have 10 years plus of stuff that people still love as much today. Why would MGM sit on it and go, yeah, we know. We were part of a um, – They a even twi- launched
2: their own MGM streaming platform for this. Right,
0: and we did a, a twi- Twitter tweet storm a couple times to say, save the gate, and blah, 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 blah. MGM didn't even bother to comment. Like they just couldn't care wow. less. And it was number one trending or – you know, I don't know the science behind it, but – It did really well both times and MGM just went, yeah, whatever. So (laughs) I hope they lose it. I hope it goes to anybody else in the world. Somebody,
2: you know, I don't care if Disney has to interfere with this. I don't care if Lionsgate buys it back since they own the movie rights somewhat. So it's like, yeah,
0: anybody who's serious, please take it. Well, I'll tell you to make the transition to one of the other Stargate shows, Joe Flanagan actually at one point tried to buy the franchise. Did he? He came anyway. this close to getting it. Very close. Uh, he w- he's like, yeah. I why would I not want to buy this if if the rights are up or whatever? I'll gladly buy it. And then at the last minute, he he actually tells it better. Um, at the he got last minute, by someone else. Well, somebody blocked him. It was one of those where ah. you know legally you could try to buy it, but because of this one little caveat, no. And then the time ran out on when he put his bid in. Um, Uh, Right. But I I love the dedication. Now, you've seen Stargate Atlantis.
2: uh, Yes, I've seen all these. I've revisited them all, and I'm sure we're all going to... Let me ask you, what are your thoughts? You know, (laughs) there's a few episodes that don't necessarily gel as well, Mm -hmm. and I think that's because of What's-His-Name, the lead writer, just was struggling to do all these other shows, and he often starts... He had been the supporting writer in SG-1, so he often starts better just coming up with the idea rather than being the main anchor. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's ever as bad as, say, Brandon Braga, where he's so stressed out and going on autopilot. But uh, I think it holds up well. I see why some people like it better, but I'm sorry. For me, SG-1 will always
0: be number one. Always. Always. Without a doubt.
2: Without a doubt. It was perfect. Right, and don't get me wrong. They do good by wisely (laughs) having some of the same characters transfer over there and always having a new person in charge each season including Sam, yep. and, and the episodes where Tilk teams up with uh, oh, Jason Momoa's Ronan, yeah, that, that was great. And, I mean, I tell people who don't like him being Momoa being wasted in some good or bad film or show, it's like, sure. hey, he was Aquaman before he was Aquaman. He is inc- dynamite here. That's and right. He was the wharf
0: of the show, but something more. Well, I'll tell you, from my point of view, uh, and I'm going on real time when I, you know, when I saw yeah. it because, at this point, when Atlantis starts, Richard Dean Anderson, it was the eighth season of SG One. So right, Had two SG One was still excellent for this the uh, eight seasons for the RDA years. Yeah, right. Well, you could tell that he was not put in charge of the Atlantis side of it because. One of the things Richard Dean Anderson always fought against was cliches. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do the sexy bimbo character who comes (laughs) on and is sassy. Well, the moment he's gone, who do they bring on but Vala, right? Right. So Vala's – well, he never – he wouldn't have allowed that to happen. Well, on Stargate Atlantis, they had a good setup for that first year. They had Lieutenant Ford, Mm -hmm. which for whatever reason, they wasted him and then made him – die quote become bad and go away and they bring in the cliche tough guy ronan they have ronin they have colonel caldwell and, and all then, these
2: guys who you know i'm gonna shoot
0: first and and you should be scared of me but uh like, what's ah. his name
2: who was the one i really did not like sergeant bates and uh who's the other guy uh dr kavanaugh was very annoying Right, cat. Ka- oh, everybody hated cat. Ka- I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell General O'Neill. Yeah, go ahead, do that. Oh my God! That? I, right, they were shitting on him, and it's
0: like, good God. He's like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rap to General O'Neill. I'm thinking, I would love to see that little ponytailed wimp go to General O'Neill and go. They're not doing what I want them to, and he would have just thrown him back through the gate. You know, mm-hmm. maybe zatted him first and threw him through the gate. But uh, um, either one is preferred, that is for sure. And and. You know, you have Rodney there, McKay. Mm-hmm. But you know, as great as he is, he's an a-hole, and I don't root for a-holes. You know what I mean? Like, I liked, I liked it despite him. He'd come off with some funny lines. I, uh, I pretty much, I hated him on SG
2: one, and then after season two, I grew to like him. But he is a very flawed man, and right,
0: and really, they soften him up a bit. Remember. Uh,
2: yeah, they do, and then uh, Doctor Ware,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I was okay with the original person they had playing her, but they recasted her because of scheduling conflicts. But mm-hmm. it's like uh, she really carried the show. Doctor Beckett was the Scotty, very hysterical, and Taylor was cool having that aliens meeting with you know the human side of things because they're basically you know, Atlantis people are basically just you know
0: a Native American type colony, you know. <laughs> well, you know, a funny little story that the one who's supposed to be Weir. That was in the two-parter, uh, mm-hmm. Lost City. <laughs> she didn't know that she was getting set up for a, a spinoff. So they're like, "Yeah, you did great. That was great. Now we're gonna go do the the your own show." And she went, "What? Oh, I don't want to uh, do that." Uh, what, do you, okay. what do you mean you don't want to do that? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be tied down. Oh, God forbid, success comes to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I did. I did like the actress. I remember that.
2: Uh, that makes better sense because. I mean, they do a good job of changing it up. I like how they have the Chinese ambassador uh, Shin there. She's mm-hmm. interesting because now she's actually waking up and realizing we better stop bullshitting and actually make sure that this gate is secure. Uh, I like how in that same episode that it's either that or SG-1 and they do the whole, hey, let's go watch Starship Troopers after fighting a bunch <laughs> of
0: bugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they, well, go ahead. You were going to say. They, they
2: had some good crossovers here and there, but I, I know what you mean is like, it's not the same, but I, I prefer it over even Deep Space Nine. I feel like the characters are just humorous enough. There's still a lot of the same nature. It's just
1: mm-hmm.
2: they they do like you say with the uh, with the one uh, current lieutenant at the first season. They do fall victim to some CGI not being 100% and some subplots being tossed instantly out.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I I still think it ends pretty well. Sure, compared sure. to some other shows where it's like. There's there's never any seasons that just really dangle, but there are at least there might be maybe two or three episodes which will vary by crowd each episode. But I like how again Flanagan's uh, character uh, is just he basically is Jack O'Neill. He's not 2.0, but he's basically Junior. He's just kind
0: of just you know I never thought that, and I remember him being asked uh, on stage, "Are are you are you gonna be like Jack?" And he. I guess if you had to say he, he can be a mouth, I don't think their humor or, or whatever matches up, but...
2: No, I'm just doing by the right. smart ass and just... Yes,
0: and you could tell, I don't know if you picked up on this, Jack likes Shepard. He, he, he's like, yeah, yeah, that's, he, that's my boy. I don't like Mitchell, but I like Shepard.
2: Like, well, because mm. he, he, yeah, in the first few episodes, he's absolutely mentoring him saying here's the responsibility you're doing it. I'm passing the torch to you for this show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he even said, Joe Flanagan They nearly get shot down in their helicopter. Yep, from the drone. And that's where you know this guy's not going to be, you know, second in command. He's going to take charge. He's already gotten out of a near, you know, uh, uh, awful, you know, court-martial for just always disobeying people who are superiors to him, but who are just- jarheads who listen to their guns not logic
1: you know,
0: well i'll tell you too that like uh joe flanagan was on a plane uh with richard Dean anderson they were sitting <laughs> close to each other and it was before you know he knew he got the part and it, i guess they had just started and they were flying somewhere and he says you know could you give me any sort of advice and richard g anderson said i don't know i can't give you advice when I, you know i don't know and then he's quiet for a couple minutes he goes don't get hung up. Don't be the, um, the yip-yap guy. And he goes, what? He goes, <laughs> he goes, don't be the guy who has to do all the explaining, which is one of the things that even on MacGyver, MacGyver, he wanted him to be realistic. He didn't want to come into the room and go, oh, yes, well, you know that because of this and, like, lay the pipe of all the story that you're going list- to watch for the rest of the hour. <laughs> he said to him, let another actor do that. Don't be that guy. And so he went, went, okay. So when he went back to the show and they were writing the episode uh, and they had to explain how something worked or whatever, he stepped back and said, you know what? I think David Hewlett would be really good at being that guy. He's really smart, don't you think? And they're like, okay, from here on out, McKay will be the one to do all the sci-fi talk.
2: Well, and that's what I like about him too is he, he then has to, you know, Sometimes he'll have to re-explain stuff, and they were able to work in a lot of humor. What I'm really trying to say is this: and you're not yeah. getting it. And so, yeah. overall, to, go ahead. He had to also avoid, you know, he would always do the whole "I'm going to work on being less of an asshole," and it would always be hard because, yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they 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 really made McKay as likable as McKay could be. uh by the end of what first or second season definitely season two because you know yeah. midway
2: through he's got hallucinations then he's realizing you know that's wishful thinking i need to really
0: and he makes mistakes too that's the thing too like he'd always go oh i'm smarter than carter but he knew in his heart he, he and he beats
2: himself up on it yeah he
0: definitely- and he he knew, he, oh. knew carter was always going to be smarter and then he accidentally blows up a solar system yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah and <laughs> Uh, that is so but years after Michael J Nelson was doing it on mr science theater he was doing it too by accident so but I mean difference is you know he's not an idiot he does uh, take uh, he, he does own up to it and he beats himself over the head He's like how could I be so stupid <laughs> well
0: uh you know overall when somebody asks what do I think of Stargate atlantis I always look at it as the little brother to sg1 that's fine. SG-1 is perfect for kind those a continuation seasons. in some it, way. For well, who, it's connected. We get... Here's why I say big brother or little brother, because it's never going to be as good as SG-1 no matter what, because just the perfect mix of writing, cast, producers, blah, 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 blah. But it's still really, really good. I mean, it's still up there. It's who would always have thought just going to be Walsley, the little brother. Right, Wolsey, oh, jeez. Most unlikable Congress
2: tool. And there he is, he's realizing, I have a purpose.
0: <laughs> and they lighten him up too. He goes from being the bad guy, like a... like a, um... And he's like, you don't
2: understand these people. It's another world. And, and so uh, even if you hadn't seen the SG-1 episodes where he slowly evolves and becomes less of a prick, yet you didn't see the Atlantis ones. And he's just realizing this is my job. I adhere to it. I mm-hmm. want to protect this other city that no one will ever know about, you know, and... Yeah. We're also protecting the Earth. We're the second line of defense. We're the ones who relay
0: stuff to SG-1 when stuff goes south. And it's a great – I mean, as if you're going to do a spinoff of an excellent show, that's pretty darn good because it's
2: they're, even their, more they're their own thing.
0: Yeah. But I mean, they I mean? had, but totally. And
2: the other colonies are interesting. I like how there's plenty of times where, you know, to save time and money, they would have them be trapped, and you'd get to actually learn about them instead of, mm-hmm. you know, them mm-hmm. the and so many other, you know, lesser Star Trek franchises, you know, would have at least one episode where someone's trapped, but they wouldn't do anything with it. And it's like, here, you would actually, and I say that as an avid Star trek you know, but uh, it's like, here is like, you would actually learn more
0: about them and what they think about life
2: and why they even got here in the first place.
0: Well, my wife, I always remember, I'll never forget it, when we first met, we were talking about, what's your favorite show? And, <laughs> and she said, Star Trek Next Generation. And she goes, that's been, that's been, I'd say, number one. I, and I said, okay, oh, well, yeah. you need to see Stargate. <laughs> and right after the first couple episodes, she went, all right, you got it. You win. Yep. And now she she says, she'll tell everybody, SG-1 is my favorite show of all time. <laughs> I, I know uh. what you mean. Uh, it's,
2: it's the same thing when you look at all these other shows. Is like uh, people often go to The Sopranos. I'm like, yeah, well – Power, Ray Donovan, Breaking Bad—they they couldn't exist without that. But you know, I kind of liked Oz, and that was technically first before Sopranos. So there you go. It's like you mm-hmm. got all these other shows? It's like, hey, we owe your, our success or existence to you, but we're not saying we you know
0: we rely on you to be that good. You they yeah. kind of outdone it. So yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well,
0: I mean, you know, and it's its own thing too. So you—it's not like a competition.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because you look at even the Riddick franchise, and it's like, you know, there are some Star Wars and track and even Alien elements, but there's definitely a lot of SG One elements too, with the Mm -hmm. you know alien races and the Mm -hmm. (laughs) the societies and the
0: even just the production values and seeing some of the same casting crew. (laughs) So So, let's, for those that are listening now, I think we've sold everybody pretty much on SG One. So Uh, if you if you decide to not watch SG One after this. We can't help you. We, cannot we can't help you. praise you were... it enough. And if you want, after that, if you're, you, you know, you could also watch Atlantis, fine. I, I have nothing bad to say about it. It's just it's not SG1. Right. Well, right. It's just a
2: spin off continuation that holds its own ground, but is never as epic. It's just right. that kind of show.
0: Right. Now, but, the,
2: but again, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Stargate was then followed by two excellent TV movies, which I'll review in a separate episode with all the movies.
0: Um, what were your, your take on that? Um, okay, here's my thought. Break to DVD and then – Well, that's fine because that was the plan, and there was supposed right. to be a third – well, there was supposed to be a third one, which oh, – since you're asking, I'll tell you. <clears throat> <laughs> Atlantis ended prematurely. They were They didn't get to – they thought they were getting another season. And the people at MGM, there was somebody new who came in and said, I don't care how successful our Friday nights are with these three shows. Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, and Battlestar Galactica. I don't care. I'm going to make a name for myself, so we're going to wipe them out. So he ends Atlantis and Mm -hmm. SG-1. I know. I
2: forget the name of him, but he was very – he shouldn't have even had the position. He should have been shot. He should have been shot. He (laughs) should have been shot. And well,
0: yeah, because he's the guy who brought in wrestling
2: on the was, Sci-Fi Channel, like, and he was the one who doing? even talked shit, saying Sci-Fi fans aren't real people
0: and other crap like that. It's exactly.
1: Like,
0: so what what they had to do was they had to wrap up the SG One storyline with a TV movie or a DVD movie, which is great because right. I view that the um, Arc of Truth is the name of it. Yes, I view it as as good. A, TV movie they could have done without Jack O'Neill, which, again, as was the mistake of season 9 season 10, they didn't utilize Richard Dean Anderson enough, who had said, even though I can't be full-time, when you need me or want me, especially in the 10th season forward, he had left to raise his daughter. Uh, yeah. There's stuff going on with it's her. He said, too I, long. I have to do it. I have she to leave. He just got through college, and so, yeah, he had to look so, out for her. So then he, the daughter says, you know, Dad, it's okay. I, I've watched the ninth season. You can go back to that show now. <laughs> so he goes back and goes, you know, if you need me, I'm here. My my daughter gave me permission to, to work again, and they didn't. They used him, still sparingly, sparingly, and not in the best way. Except for the episode called The Shroud, where he basically makes the call and saves the day against the Ori, uh, and then he does a, a the two parter on sg or atlantis that was a great one my favorite out of it because obviously him but um and he's ad-libbing through the whole freaking thing so i did not know know that but oh when you watch these funny lines of richard dean anderson that's him ad-libbing oh perfect but because he even said the writers would try and write for him and they just went we can't let him do Uh, (laughs) it go ahead you were gonna say
2: I, i loved how he even got to do some serious underwater you know swimming and Mm -hmm. come up to the surface while disarming some gadgets and other stuff, so it's it's just Mm -hmm. cool seeing him in adventure. In one shot, too. He held his breath. Yeah! It's just mind-blowing. No one else could do that nowadays, but uh, he's
1: in a
0: few funny episodes, but... He was in 200, which was kind of a throwaway episode. I always call it the waving from the door because he doesn't come into the room completely. You know, they kind of have him go, hey, kids! And if you'll notice, Vala shuts her mouth and doesn't say a thing i thought good because jack's not gonna stand there and let her get all lippy Mm -hmm. you know and then you know he's kind of there but they didn't really utilize him what do you think about the puppet episode where they're coming up with well that's the same one that's the okay that's the one uh i like um, how they make him be invisible (laughs) yeah and he that was him in the green suit too
1: Oh, really? I they thought said, it was
0: just a voiceover. They said, you don't have to do that. We could just do a voiceover. He goes, no, 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 no. I know my gestures. Let me carry the coffee cup and we'll just film it. And I go, okay. Yeah. So um, so anyway, you know, that Martin, your buddy Martin was in that one too, as a matter of fact. Really? Guy, yeah. Because uh, he's the producer. comes and goes, I want the movie idea, you know. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, cause there he is calling
2: action or something. Yeah. I, re- I remember, yeah. Robert C. Cooper is, you know, he's uncredited, but anyone who's seen the documentaries and all the behind
0: the scenes stuff instantly. Recognizes no, I mean the him. actor who is Martin from the episode from the fourth season that you weren't as oh, oh, oh Oh, that's uh, what I'm talking about.
2: Uh, wait, hold up.
0: Martin. Yep. Yep. Martin who? Sorry. I'm, that's okay. No, no, no. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> You were talking about earlier the episode where the Oh oh, oh, oh the geek. The, yes, that's the, right. Yes. That's yes. him. He's the movie yes. producer. That's
2: right. Yeah. They continue his character. I, I like that continuation of him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and you have Don Lafontaine in both episodes doing the voiceover of the T V promo. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um so anyway, back to the the movie. It's kind of
2: galaxy quest-ish. Um having these nerds admire it from afar,
0: realizing they can't talk about it. Willie Garson is the actor. I had yes. to make sure I mentioned his name. Um, yeah. He's in everything. You're right. Um, but anyway, so that arc of truth was a nice wrap-up to the Ori story. Mm-hmm. They wasted the opportunity to have Jack. I don't know why they wouldn't have Jack. They didn't have Jack on the very last episode of uh, SG-1. Un- unending was the name of it. I think... That, that's what Continuum was pretty much meant to be. There's like, hey, well, he's not, in the movie. So the next one after Ark of Truth, which again, great movie to wrap up the story. Doesn't feel mm-hmm. it feels like another great two-hour episode of the just show. Just epic, yeah. <laughs> so they do that, and then the next one is Continuum. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I love time travel, so I'm a sucker for that. I love alternate timelines. You lines. get to so see you the got president. Me there.
2: It, even being on the action played by William Devane.
0: You get to see an alternate Jack, and you see how Carter's like, you know, that's the guy I love, and he doesn't even recognize me. She struck, oh, and Jack dies, quote-unquote, Right, and they
2: have to in undo the beginning, it.
0: and then they have to fix it. And Jackson has an
2: epic final stand. The alternate tilk has to realize he has a bigger purpose and undo
0: it. and It's great. I mean, that's yeah. a two-hour movie, and they, they cover – it's different, but it's still – just as great in quality so it doesn't feel alien quote-unquote you know making the pun but the next movie they were planning on doing was a jack-centered one Mm. they were they were gonna officially say carter and jack (laughs) are married because i I like it well for those who want to check out the audio series i have them together like they get married because at this point if you're talking about the right now, 2021, why would they not be <laughs> married? Like, how many times do they have to save the, the world before you can cut that yellow, you know, that red tape and, and allow them to get married? Right. Right. I mean, like, let's
2: cut the crap. It's not like Scully and Mulder where it's like, let's wait for them to kiss. It's like, no, let's get on with it.
0: <laughs> and they've, they've even admitted many times uh, on the show how they feel about each other. And a little tidbit for anybody watching – these episodes again. Watch Richard Dean Anderson and Amanda tapping with each other. He gently will touch her hand at moments, like if he's passing her a file, he'll reach over and like touch her hand. And it's not for very subtle. Yeah, yeah, it's very subtle. They don't focus on it. You just have to be watching it enough times to go, "Ooh, oh, I never saw that." But, you know that type of thing.
2: Well, and I think they're both. Everyone on that show is very underrated in terms of. Because it's a sci-fi show, much like horror and action, you know the Academy and people, pur- just movie purists, like to act like, "Oh, there's no way you can do a better job." It's like bullshit. I mean, they're still following the structure that every actor does. They're filling in the backstory for themselves. They're
0: we again, saw, their, bo-
2: their body language is perfect.
0: I got to see Richard Dean Anderson for the second time uh, last year, and I brought the the kids are old enough that they got to go with us. And nice. my wife, my wife had never met him, so dream come true. And nice. they got to ask him, like Cindy got to, my wife got to ask him, you know, I noticed little things that you do where, where you are just, you reach out and you touch her. Was that planned? He goes, no, no, you're you're just, you're in the moment. You're, you are that character. So right. if you, if you want to reach down and be comforting and grab somebody's hand, whether it's in the script or not, you just do it.
2: For a guy who started out on soap operas and doing mm-hmm. even, made-for-TV detective and sports movies. You know, he's been through it all. He's done it all, and he is that kind of guy. He does a lot of tender stuff as well as –
0: And subtle, subtle and realistic. That's the thing. It's so realistic. You never – you forget that you're watching somebody act and say lines that they were written.
2: Exactly. He knows how to have fun, kind of be a school jock, and then, like you say, like the better – Movies with Harrison Ford, you do see a lot of his same kind, a similar kind of nature of just he's reading into people, and he it plays well to the camera.
0: So exactly. So they were supposed to do a third movie, and I hope it comes to pass. You know, something, this, man. Yeah, because it was supposed to be about Jack, and I was thrilled. And then what happened was MGM went bankrupt, and uh-huh. shut everything down. And the other movie they were supposed to do was the uh, Stargate Atlantis movie that shows them leave the San Francisco Bay and go back into the space. Because remember that's how the show ends. I'm sold. I'm so sold. Right. So with whatever they come up with next, I hope they they touch upon all of these. Because now let's move into the third series.
2: Universe.
0: Okay. <laughs> Two now, seasons and a book
2: to, to wrap it all up. What the comic, is that what you're talking about? Oh yeah. So it was a graphic novel. Okay. I I, I saw people promote it, but I didn't know if it was a book or a comic. So, um, I,
0: I had Vaughn on, uh, J.K. Vaughn, to, he's one of the writers. He was on yeah. to, uh, you'll see that episode on, on, or hear it if you choose. Okay. Um, a lot of fun. He, he gives you a lot of insight. But yeah, it was great because the thing about him was he took the time to write long dialogue. You felt like those were the characters that he was writing.
1: Hmm. Well, and,
0: go ahead. Uh, I'll I'll let you
2: review this whole thing. How you feel about it? How it's evolved? Uh, uh, oh, and I'll get to mine in a bit after that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I'll tell you again from my point of view.
2: Obviously, it's no SG one, but how does it stand as its own gritty post Dark
0: Knight kind of thing? I think it's great. Uh, okay. uh, h- however, you have to go into it. Hmm. First of all, it was doomed before it began because they had already decided that they were ending Atlantis, and before that new guy came on to uh, MGM, they had already signed the deal to do this third spinoff for two seasons. So this was not going to get a third season no matter what. Ah, oh, man. Right. Those so fuckers. Exa- <laughs> it's, I'm with you. So um, they already had made that decision. Plus – the guys, the producers made the mistake of saying, well, if you guys like Battlestar Galactica, it has that dark feeling.
2: It definitely has that same tone, even the same kind of camera shots. And right,
0: with the floating camera and it's The captain to be flat realistic. out he murders
2: someone, and then he has to defend himself saying it was a mercy kill and it was for the better, it was keeping us behind.
0: But that whole blurred camera where nothing's steady, the shaky cam, that's very – and okay, maybe they were trying to copy that aesthetic they were doing the steady cam
2: but often it leans too much into shaky at times cuz sometimes but, right and it was supposed to be those globes were filming them if you remember mm mm-hmm. mhm and well, uh, seeing mike DePod, who had been a previous you know stargate stuntman and you know a guest star be a totally different role there was something else too you know
0: mm-hmm. um so they made the mistake of saying that and everybody who loves Stargate goes we don't want Battlestar Galactica <laughs> we want an, you know so they kind of they kind of turn people off unfortunately. So then it starts <clears throat> and you know I'm not I'm not blindly saying I like it because it's Stargate. I'll tell you if it's crap right uh, the way it starts is very slow. Mm-hmm. I, I can handle that. I can be patient but the first half of the first season, is let's do an episode where we're, it's called air another one is called water
2: you know like all these elements that you yeah. don't know what they mean and i i did have to have the wicca open cuz there was some stuff i just wasn't understanding and like oh, okay fuck me right. so they're switching bodies and that's why you know exactly and it's okay.
0: very heady you know it's a little mm-hmm. like they they i don't think they asked too much from the audience cuz they never ever wrote down
2: they were fortunate TV. enough to even have any kind of audience they're just like hey if we have to still BSG's, you know, audience, we'll do that. And I'm sure most of the cast and crew are on both. So, I mean, there right. shouldn't be a rivalry anyway, but I can understand them being protected with their franchise saying, uh, 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 we're
0: special enough. We don't need anyone else's inspiration. So, yeah. So they had a lot going against them. And then the episodes come out and the first half of the first season is slow. So those who aren't patient would drop off immediately. And you go, oh, oh absolutely. If, if only you had hung on because – from the second half all the way through the second season, boom, it's phenomenal. Like they do time travel stuff and they do alternate reality things. And you really become invested in these characters who and here was the other part. Most of these characters were not likable in the beginning.
2: Exactly. And you have to stick with it because and for thank God for binge watching. You know, I was able to go for all these again on Prime and like you yeah. say it does, uh, the first, like, five or so of, like, the ten-episode season do take their time, and then when they finally get there, then they start going no-holds-barred with all the plot twists, and you're like, whoa, holy shit, oh, you know, it's diehard right? in space, and I'll, I'll say this. SG-1 was TNG. Atlantis was, in my opinion, twice as epic as Deep Space Nine. This is the superior version of Voyager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah. This is Lost in Space. This is...
0: Like, I didn't, I didn't mind the pace of it starting slow because, again, these are people going through a gate, landing on a ship and going, uh, I don't know what to do now. And that takes time, you know. But yeah, this not, one, not everything gets spill, spilled, or spelled out for them.
2: Yeah, but unlike this, you know it's going somewhere special because
1: mm-hmm.
2: other shows that start off slow often seem lost. And this one, you know, it starts off mysterious enough. You're like, okay, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. They're building on something.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know what didn't hurt? Having General O'Neill show up once yes, in a while. Yes. That, like that was great. There's one episode in the second season <laughs> where they confront Talfer, uh, or Tafford. can't think of how you say his name. Uh, it's Lou a very Di- mysterious. New Diamond mean. Phillips. I, yes. I was, I was talking to him about this scene, actually. And nice. um uh, You know, Jack has to use those gems to swap bodies. And he ad-libs in that scene because (laughs) Tafford, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips' character, gives this big, great, you know, angry speech of, who the heck do you think you are? And and he goes, what makes you think you're so special? And it's really, it's a great three minutes of solid monologue. And when he gets done, Jack goes... I know what makes me special. (laughs) And just to watch the other actors just go. uh, (laughs) And they kept it. They kept it because it wasn't planned. Just like whenever you watch um, SG-1, when you watch Jack say something and like the rest, the other three are stunned for a minute and they kind of look at each other. Michael Shanks told me, he goes, yeah, we never know what he's gonna say. So <laughs> we, we just keep acting, but if we're stunned, they oh, allow it to be part of our character. That's fucking great. Yeah. And, so uh, now I want to
2: rewatch these with the commentary <laughs> on, but
0: definitely. Ma-
2: maybe you should record if you ever get to just with a cast member is like cause you know, let's do an episode review with the actor commenting
0: on it. Oh, honest to God, I would love that. Well, I'm still trying to get um Richard Dean Anderson, obviously, on his own podcast because it's all oh, about sure. him. And when I saw him last year, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. I, I don't know when, but I'll be able to. And the guy um, who's like his his helper at these things, he goes, just don't hold your breath. He'll do it. Just you have to be patient. Right. I'm like, yeah. And you know what I think it is? I think he's, he's hesitant because for the last 30 years, he's had to answer the same 10 questions. hmm and he doesn't realize that I could skip over all that. Like, you know, I don't Oh here, here's a piece of tape and some bubble. He gum doesn't and make no, something. He's, like, you yeah. know. And he's always he's always been gracious and always been kind and he really taught me as a person how to smile through the aggravating questions or moments. And he's always like I said, he's always sweet to everybody. Maybe someone like Christopher Judge, who's unfortunately my only beef with
2: universe is he's missing Daniel and uh, Sam get a cameos mm-hmm. and yet he's missing. <laughs> but uh, don't get me wrong. Well, we'll, we'll get back to that. But, uh, uh yeah. and Lou Diamond Phillips actually graduated from my college, UTA Arlington. Mm. Another sweet, wonderful guy.
0: He, uh, he, he, tweets with me often.
2: He, he is so hysterical on Twitter, especially just his tagline. You know that he's a jokester and just doing, and he having you know seen so many of his hbo world premiere movies and again longmire and Mm -hmm. uh i think it was gate world or someone that did an interview with him and talked about how he even got his get recurring gig on other shows like 24 and numbers and just he is a natural jokester Mm uh he even talks about how what would happen if he had to survive a zombie apocalypse he's like Emilio and C. Thomas would hold their own. Me and Kiefer be capping bitches like no tomorrow. And Charlie Sheen would be the first to be eaten. <laughs> he is a, natu- <laughs> he is a n- natural comedian, and I love. Na- the only thing I love more than when Lou is intense is when he just is yelling, shouting, just losing his shit. And yeah. he holds his own without overdoing it or being a ham like Shatner. Although that's inter- entertaining a different aspect. But it's like, it, you know what I mean. He. Mm. Yeah. Has you glued to the screen and much like Anderson is like you can never tell if he ad libs or if he, you know, planned it because he's just so uh, he speaks to the stage and how he walks around and talks. So that that is so great that you
0: got to talk to some of these other guys and see oh, what yeah. makes them it, tick. It's so funny too, because when I saw him at the con, he's like, Oh, Mac I'm like, Yeah. Like, you I actually to... know the. Fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I had to introduce myself. Well, hi. How's it going, bud? How's it going? You um, know, and he's good to my kids, and you know, like that type of thing. So maybe, maybe Michael
2: Shanks or Christopher Judge or even him should be should do a big convention. And then they should do what you know. You see all the track actors like Michael Dorn and Jonathan Franks do, or Brent Spiner. They should go out into the audience and pretend to be one of the fans and ask all the stupid questions
0: to get I've, everyone. I've in seen the them do that. I've seen they them. They have. Do that. Oh, yeah, oh,
2: sure. Oh, sure. uh, I need to YouTube all the
0: Stargate cons. Then when <laughs> they when they used to have the Stargate cons before my son was born, we went to a bunch of them. Uh, and actually, uh, not to go sidetrack, uh, but I'll tell you quickly. I spent four hours playing slash teaching jason momoa guitar out in the lobby no oh my god because two years before we had played my wife and i have a band harmony constant and we had played at the convention besides being guests like it was one of those you know you're here why don't you go up and sing some songs so we did happy for you bud thank you well he was off to the side signing stuff so he calls me over goes you guys sounded great next time i'll bring my guitar we will jam well i thought okay that's isn't that. That's a sweet thing to say. Well, you don't know how legit or not it is, you know. <laughs> two years later, I brought my guitar when I knew he was going to be there. He goes, "Oh, I didn't bring mine." But he runs back to his room, gets his slide. He's, he, and he goes, "Dude, oh come on, let's go, let's go jam." So then we're out in the we, pl- <laughs> we play for two hours out in the lobby with it like roped off with security. It's just us and people get circled around us taking photos and videos. yeah. You can actually see the pictures on our Facebook page. But um, oh, nice. And then, yeah, because his wife, uh, Lisa, was uh, pregnant at the same time my wife was with my son. And so she's taking the pictures of us just sharing my guitar. He goes, you know what? They're going to make me go eat breakfast now, but afterwards, why don't we go buy a guitar? (laughs) I I said, what? Come on, we'll go buy a guitar. Well, they wouldn't let me go with them, even though he was all for it. They're like, no, for insurance reasons. They were just being like his security guys or whoever. We're just being bossy jerks. Well, I thought mm. you know what? I can't complain. I had two hours with them. I'm not you know, we, we we had a musical bond. Well, I move on. About an hour later, I'm sitting watching um you were just talking about the guy from Stargate uh Atlantis. Um, uh, Flanagan. No, not, it wasn't him. It was um Robert Picardo? Nope. Scotsman. Scotsman,
2: Scotsman. The Scotsman. doctor.
0: Oh. Carson, Doctor Carson. Oh, oh yes. yes, yes, He's up on stage all of a sudden. Here, coming down the hall, he he has he's looking for me in a crowd of two hundred people, holding his guitar up like, "Where's my buddy? Where is he? We gotta play." <laughs> so now I go out for another two hours, sit there, and we each have our own guitar. We play. I'm, he's showing me how to play slide. I'm showing him how to do like frets and you know like uh, bar chords and whatever.
1: <laughs> and then.
0: Then he ends up, during his time on stage, he ends up auctioning off that guitar for, like, over $2,000 for a charity. Man. And he goes, that's because of my buddy Mac right there. We were just out there jamming. I don't know if you heard us. And all of a sudden, 200 heads whip around and look at me I'm like, hey, how's it, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's 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 one of those guys. He's like a a big kid. So I know if I see him again, I'll go, hey. You bring your guitar? Yeah! And we'll just go do it again. It's perfect. It's oh, he's, it, he's great. It, making it part of the stage act
2: and actually they're into it because they're actually socially interacting as opposed to just, you know, telling people, hey, you know.
0: Cindy and I look yeah. at him now we go, you know, he's like our little brother. Cause look, now he went from that to being Conan to being an Aquaman. I mean You're the guy's right. aqu- he's he's a household name, but we knew him when, you know? Absolutely. He's been on free hit shows including C and, you know cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, overall with, with, uh, universe, Stargate universe, loved it. Wished it had gone on. I think it, you know, it's everything that we said, it should have gone on just like all the other Stargate shows. It was his own yeah. thing. And if you got through the slower episodes, boy, it was worth it. It's actually, I think
2: people will definitely benefit from it in the world of binging, because it's, that's how it was meant to be seen. And most episodes do often lead into the following scene after the last one. The recaps are actually cool because of the uh-huh. epic musical score and how the actors are playing off each other. Just always cut throat. Uh, and you actually get behind a lot of them because you can understand why they're doing stupid decisions at times because they are overcome with emotion. What do you do when you're trapped in space? You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's, it's you can't you, think. You don't, hey, anybody could die at any moment. That's, that's the feel that you get. It's yes. very much like uh, Lost where don't get too hooked on people because they could die. Like you never know that. I didn't know that until Lost. When that show is on, I'm like, "Oh, these guys are the main." Ca- oh, he just got
2: eaten. Or that's
0: know. a good point. Yeah, yeah, uh, everybody is
2: expendable. Uh, what else can we say? Yeah, they, are, <laughs> they 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 have targets on every layer of their body, and so they are now having to play ball. And uh, the actors were very well done. They've gone on to bigger things like Continuum and all the other you know mm-hmm. sci-fi horror shows. And I just always light up each time I see them because I know going to really be heavily invested in their roles and uh, the art dis- direction was pretty good. I liked how Robert Carls, a scientist character, really does have to defend himself so much when he, it's very heartbreaking. I think I wept a tear when his, he's coming to terms with the fact that his, you know, dementia-ridden, you know, mm-hmm. wife is dying from cancer and, mm-hmm. and what do you do when you, you're haunted by that, you can't make her proud, and at the same time you know, that, that puzzle is still, you know, a It's not put together and you still at the same time, got a second guess yourself. And he's like the only guy you can kind of forgive for even I hate to excuse anyone who's playing God, but that's pretty much what he ends up having to do because he's having to second guess. He has to trick people because otherwise they would otherwise say, no, that's a stupid idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, uh, boss is a good comparison maybe even Twin Peaks 24. I know Brad Turner worked on both shows and it's mm-hmm. like, it is that kind of just ticking clock uh, mechanism that really benefits it. And uh, season two picks a whole different style. I, I, it's really comfortable with itself at that point. And mm-hmm. uh, I like how they even bring in again, Rodney and, you know, Wolseley and yep. Yep. The, the switch up that they do there is ingenious, how they have to play ball with those other colonies and
0: planets They even go to Jonas's world.
1: Ah, That's right.
0: Yes. I I was like, show him. Have Jonas show up. Come on. And they they didn't. (laughs) I was like, ah, darn it. They didn't have him. They should have. That was a perfect opportunity. I don't know why. I know. Well, let me, uh, one other thing I'll say about Stargate that I feel always needs to be said. They had the most amazing special effects To the point where... For a TV show, yeah. For anything. Because I'll tell you this. I just showed my son the original Star Wars movies and then the prequels. Now, the prequels have come out after Stargate SG-1 started. Yeah. They are not good special effects. You watch Stargate SG-1, they have a ship come in from space in one shot, land, doors open somebody walks in or out of the door. It's amazing. I mean, I don't, at no point do you go, oh, you can see the green screen. The special effects to this day hold up and are top notch to anything I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, there's only like maybe free bloopers throughout the whole thing. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, uh Toke and Sam are in a different ship and it's a very video game level graphic, but It's excusable because it's literally a five-second blur.
0: Yeah. You you know what I'm
2: uh, – yeah, it's it's one of those they've gone in – they're getting away from another ship and they're taking two different escape pods. Okay. Do you know the one? Uh,
0: They're trapped in space or something and they're – Well, there's one one where it's Jack and Teal'c are in the spacesuits and the ship that they're in – Totally different one. Okay. Like
2: like, like, like Teal'c – yeah, it's a similar one. It's definitely a sequel episode in some ways uh, to that one. Recalls that one, and I if think if you they even, see
0: it, let me know because now I'm gonna go back and see what if I could see. Ah, uh, shit! Say. I'll have to go for my notes again. Uh, but yeah, whenever.
2: It's definitely around season three or four. It's before they go into the awesome space race episode, but uh, <laughs> which brings a fifth <laughs> element feel to it. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it was just one of those. It was like, but it was easily forgivable. It still told the story and. Like you say, you look at any of the Star Wars, uh, good or bad, or any era, and it's just like they all. It doesn't matter how well they do it. They're you know they still, despite after all the model work, they still digitally scanned them in. And
0: especially, I remember one scene in particular with the with the droids, the Roger 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 droids. Yeah, they show a whole army of them, but at no point is the shading different on each one, and they all move exactly alike. You know, and that, I, I just and went,
2: oh, that's painful. Yeah, there's that. There's the lightsabers and even the newer ones. It's like, okay. And uh, you often are just like, how did Stargate get away with so much? You know, it, it was just a million-dollar
0: TV show, but it, it,
1: it really spent If you get the series. right
0: people that work on it, it like I said, everybody cared so much that they could have done a half-heiny job on it, but instead they went, no, 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 no. I have to make sure that this blends perfectly. Right, it, it pays off, because here, we're still talking about it today. Uh, absolutely, because, I mean, Star Trek,
2: you know, on occasion, I, I can't fault them. They had to get done week by week and would occasionally reuse footage. But you look at it sure. now, and you're like, mm, we should reuse a different shot. But fortunately, they would occasionally, you know, reverse the angle or add two different scenes into one. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> But like you say, it's like Stargate doesn't reuse any footage. It doesn't even reuse much stock footage for flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and I mean, I love X-Files to death, good or bad, you know, it's a fun oyster, but they got really lucky because they didn't know what direction it was going in after until season two. And then they started just, you know, people vary. Some people like the story arc, some people just like the monster of the week, you know, Stargate, it really didn't, even in season one, where it's just exploration, they still have so much other stuff that they're building up to. And they pretty yeah. much do what they do later also in season two and three. Just you got to start – you got to end on a cliffhanger and then wrap it up and then do some other cool arcs and then do another epic, you know, free parter. <laughs> and yeah. then the fourth part, which is and the they, conclusions and, of the next season premiere.
0: And they have it – so much happened in one episode where you go, wow, that was only an hour? Boy, we did it. That was worth it. Even look at the years. is like they're doing some extensive tracking shots that are steady
2: and putting it mm-hmm. in the middle of the action is like you're – There's one awesome one where when they're first battling the replicators and they're going corner to corner. Yeah. 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 O'Neill and Sam's suit up scene is just as awesome as when they get the superpowers. It's just that kind of feeling. It just put it it feels like you're part of the fun as opposed to like you say some of the lesser Star Wars and Star Trek's where it's like this is becoming too much like a video game where I'm watching someone else play
0: it. Exactly. (laughs) It's so so much happens. Um, What was I going to ask you? Oh. So let me ask you, now that we've gone through universe and all of it, Atlantis, where would you, since, keep your fingers crossed, we have new Stargate. I'll tell you what, I, what I've heard, but I want to hear your thoughts. Since we're going to get something new soon, hopefully an ongoing series, what would you like to see next? What would you like it to be? Uh, you know, that is a wonderful question. Obviously, we need
2: Jack back, but also,
1: right.
2: he's my favorite Jack, along with Jack Bauer on Twenty Four and Jack McCoy on Law and Order. He is that kind of Jack. He is, and he know he knows he he's just a badass, and he's perfect because the one liners actually mean something as opposed to just being dumb and you know can't exactly. be exactly. And uh, do you think they they so they've explored Toke's world? They've explored. You know, Sam's Dilemma, they had Jackson come back repeatedly from the dead Mm -hmm. until finally becoming, you know, mortal again. Do you think – I'm not saying they got to do fan service and repeat everything. I feel like they should just have some totally new alien race. Would that be okay? Just like
0: (laughs) – Well, not to sound sound like I'm plugging my my own audio series, but (laughs) uh, I keep those things in mind. Because, again, my series is picking up where the show left off. Not only doing the past stuff, but I have to pretend like it's going on right now. So pretend the show never ended. Okay. The, where the, would it logically go? They've defeated the Ori.
2: The Yeah, and okay. uh, uh, Jacob Carter has passed away, both the actor and the character for real. Yes. Apophis, he's been dealt with. Master Bratak, obviously he's got to come back. Major Landry is a big part of it. Um, Dr. Janet
0: Frazier passed away. I mean, Well, here's here's what I build off of. If you remember, and it's, again, one of those subtle lines that doesn't come up all the time, but it's just natural conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, all the system lords have been defeated, haven't they? They beat them. Jack beat the replicators and wiped out the system lords. Teok was trying to run a free Jaffa nation.
2: Oh, that's right! You could do some other cool kind of
0: just because he still had some other people at his throats. And buddy, you got to listen. I got. I'm dying for you to hear this series now. Oh, I will. <laughs> you're you're you're, you're going to be sending me. I've been downloading it as like, we speak. <laughs> you're going to be sending me tweets going, "You son of a bee. Because that's what uh, uh, my my uh, co-host of the other podcast when he listened to, it, he's like, "You son of a bee. <laughs> you left that on a cliffhanger." But what they did was they infer like think of politics okay you're a free jaffa nation well guess what they what is it what's the saying emptiness hates a vacuum
1: <laughs> That's so true.
0: what if it's what if a lot of first primes try to become system lords or at least be the head of a new jaffa clan uh-huh now they may not be as powerful or have as many followers to like be system lords and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But you know what? Maybe for the rest of their life, SG-1 has to go and stop these guys before they get too powerful. (laughs) Now for writing wise or for the audience, that just means, guess what? You still have Jaffa that you have to contend with. You know what I mean? The the, the minor detail of who these are because throughout the series, they have mentioned other Jaffa that we never got to see. They, disappeared. they either disappeared or they were beaten or they never quite came to power.
2: They don't have to deal with the Ori. That's all wrapped up. They don't have right. to deal with Adria. And uh, they, don't even, they, don't, they don't even have to have Charles Kowalski because his was just kind of just for fun, fan service for longtime fans. So, so I
0: mean, yeah. And, and so the, they, you can always have Jaffa as far as maybe what, level, Mayborn. what level they're at. You know, that's... Yeah. Doesn't, that doesn't matter to you and me because we're just listeners. But Joe Belows
2: Go ahead. Maybe Major Davis could become a colonel by now. He's the bald guy played by Colin Cunningham, who later was on Falling Skies. Did you say bald guy? He's bald. He's bald in all the other roles I've seen him. Oh. In <laughs> Major Paul Davis. Yeah, he's.
0: Yeah. Well, I always said to him, you know, there, when I when I met him, I said. I, bl- I think he followed Jack to the Pentagon when Jack had to leave. Oh, that's SEC, right. You see, I guarantee. I well, if Jack's coming back. Jack right? probably. Exactly. Jack probably said, oh, come with me. I see this? You got ideas going on in your head. I love it. Jack runs for presidents. Oh, I don't think he'd want that.
1: I, I know, think-
2: but, but he'd be a different kind of president. He, he would fight. He would do it just to piss off Kinsey. Well, I see him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Kinsey's dead. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but shit. <sighs> but, wait, remember, he begrudgingly left the SGC to go to the Pentagon to hold off the... Uh, that's NID. right. He pulled a 180 after being so despicable the first few the seasons. N- the NID is constantly trying to control the Stargate, so Jack goes to the Pentagon to be like the military's uh, Joint Chiefs or something, yeah. To kind of fight against them, which is why it makes sense. But, you know, for a second, he's dying to come back to the SGC and go through the gate. General or not, he's going to make himself go through the gate. Mm-hmm. So, when you listen to my my <laughs> audio series, you're going to get bits of that. And so, you know, that way everybody still it can it moves the story forward, but it doesn't lose any of those key factors you know what i mean well and
2: that's what fans have to do those who are loyal try and make everybody happy as opposed to you know this is how my version of the events this is this version of event is like now is like
0: we just want a continuation that's done with love and for me it's about being true to the characters and the universe there's sure i would love for certain things to happen but if it doesn't make sense to the character or the universe that i'm writing in i can't do it doesn't matter what I want. It matters what exactly. Does them, you know what I mean? The, and that's the friend... with MacGyver too, because I have to forward his story from the end of '94 when we last. Well, no, he they did a, a car commercial where it's MacGyver. <laughs> did you see it? Uh, it was so much fun when it premiered. And... It, it's it's like ten minutes long, and it's his daughter. So not only does he now have a son, but he also has a daughter. Right. So, and we don't have to count the new TV show. As we don't, that. we don't, we don't discuss that at all. That's, that's, <laughs>
1: no.
0: um, but for me, I mean, I, from what I understand and what the general consensus is, if they do and when they do a new show, uh, if I were in charge, I was talking to the writer producer, uh, Joe Malozzi. Nice. Uh, who, if you don't follow on Twitter, please do. He's great. Oh, I will. Um, yeah. I mean it too. I think. Great writer. Um, he he would write things like, you know what would be fun is how they would like start, you know, a script. What if they had superpowers? What if they had this? But again, you had to be true to the science of the universe. <laughs> well, we were discussing it. And one of the things we said was they should do a show. I don't care if it's called Stargate Command. And it's back at, you know, Cheyenne Mountain. That way, you can do stories with SG-1, Universe, Atlantis, depending on the week or the story arc. That way, everybody gets representation, and it pays off for everybody. You know what I mean? Because that way, you're still getting, ooh, more of what you love, but within that, they can also give you new stuff.
2: Oh, shit. So I am following him, but I just haven't seen – because i am seeing a lot of what you're posting, and I'm also seeing – a lot of just inside various episodes.
0: Yeah, Baron Destructo is his handle.
2: Nice, and uh, I, I, I am going to check your thing out. I, I have been downloading episodes while we've been recording. <laughs> That's them, so. very
0: sweet. I'll be dying to hear what you think.
2: Well, and it's good that you're going beyond just even a fan film. There's like, and I, I've had to tell people before: if you're going to do a fan film, you know, you got to be your own thing instead of just recreate scenes from the movie or be a homage. You know, anybody can exactly. Do that shit. Wanna... Exactly,
0: because now, now it's a caricature of, of it. Instead I was of doing being, fan films you know, for
2: spy and assassin stuff that I loved, and I was finding a logical reason for them to all get together in the same room, mm-hmm. go after a mission,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: even find actors who I think could portray them. And, of course, then lo and behold, there were so many people who didn't understand it. They just only thought, oh, okay, cool, we're doing a parody. I'm like, no, we're not doing a parody. We're doing a fan film. And, <laughs> and we're doing it with love. We're doing a what-if continuation. And I just – I after being part of a Star Wars spoof I, that was animated with Climation,
0: right.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I did get to that point. It's like if I'm going to ever revisit fan films, they got to be animated and because that's just how you save time. There's just too many fuckers who don't get it.
0: And yeah. like yeah. you
2: say – if you're gonna do something, is like study it up, look at the cliff notes, go on the Wicca. That's where some of the writers of other fiction would go and make sure that what they were writing actually matched up with what other people were saying. You know, <laughs> what right. the commentary tracks even is like. Hey, well, I want to respect the creator. What did they say in this commentary, and how it would have ended initially, despite it being cut that subplot being cut for time. Okay, cool. I'll
0: follow well, that. The 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 MacGyver podcast well, started be- because. The kid who wanted to start it, he only saw – I didn't know this at the time. Had only seen a couple seasons of MacGyver, but loved MacGyver and wanted to do a podcast about him. Well, he doesn't know enough about it. Mm. So he asked me, you know, you want to do this with me because I I know my stuff. Well, then he bailed on me after a couple episodes, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm alone with – okay, this is mine now. And so from there on, yeah, it was just me, and I got my buddy to – does uh, the Never Gets Old podcast with me. He comes on. But it's funny how you fall into this stuff, and it's not that I was looking. I was like, I'm going to do a MacGyver podcast. No, (laughs) but you know what? If I didn't, I wouldn't want anybody else to do it. Does that make sense? Like, I can't necessarily listen to another quote-unquote expert podcast about something. I, I know, I right? Know, if I know too much, not too much, if I know enough about something, I'll either be going, you're wrong, no, because either the information is wrong or I may just disagree with their opinion, but it drives me nuts. I'm like, no.
2: Well, and after a while, it. when I was talking with Will Johnson, similarly named, mm-hmm. of, of the Down Below of B5 podcast, he was talking about, I was like, five years after he's finished doing people are still now tuning in and downloading his podcast, it's like, Jeez, it took him that long, but he's grateful that they are but at the oh, same yeah. time, like you say, is like after a while it's like, you gotta do something more that's why we pretty much do a whole franchise coverage because it's gonna become very restrictive if it's only about you know episode by episode movie by movie is exactly like, like nail it all
0: especially with us we could i know we could keep talking forever
2: oh we'll do definitely do a stargate retrospect when that uh, s- soon when we might yeah. even if you uh, I'll, I'll definitely invite you for
0: when i'm filming like we should take on the movies sure sure absolutely well and also you know when the pandemic's over hopefully we're going to hear something official about a new series so it'll be funny to come back and comment on this episode go remember when we did that one episode and it, we only went up to you know uh, bet, better
2: yet i'll include you on the top 10 shows by the era i'll, I'll pick some shows and then well, that's fun whatever shows people want to do and I'm, I'm very open-minded i always do like a lot of shows that were very inspirational lasted multiple seasons and mm-hmm. you know aside from a legion of followers is like there's a sci-fi show here. There's a horror show here. There's an action and adventure show here. You know, there's a, a crime drama here. You know, I, I try to make every side happy. So it's like there's like, when, when oh, we yeah. get to that, uh, this is I, always yeah, I'm happy.
0: Party. I'm happy to help any way I can. But it's it's funny because you know I've always been a writer, um, always you know songwriter, write my own music and all. But oh, yeah. I, I, I I I don't know about you because you you're a creative person too, obviously. I got to the point with this, the way the audio series came about was, one, I knew both shows like the back of my hand. I could tell you, as I'm sure you heard, I'll tell you, oh, is was that episode, and oh, you know, all the little minutiae just sinks in. So I, w- I would submit writing stories, because I'd love to be a writer, like a absolutely comic book writer. I'm a big, you know, I love my comics, Um I tell my script writing buddies, how about you just
2: sell an idea instead of insist that everybody want, look at every acre of your dam?
0: Well, what would happen was I would submit like comic book ideas or even scripts and nobody get back to you or like, here's an idea. And you constantly get rejections. Exactly. Well, that well, doesn't fuel you after a while. After a while, it's just like, why bother? Well, <laughs> there's the one company that does Stargate books. And they really? actually said, do me a favor. Submit a couple chapters, and we'll let you know. I said, "Great, I already have a couple done. Here's my idea. Here's my outline." And they never got back to me. Well, I got a hold of them. I said, "You can give me bad news if you didn't like it. You could say it." No, right. it's not. It's not that we didn't like it. We just never got to read it yet. Well, <laughs> I waited and I waited, and again, that impatience of mine kicked Tell in. Tell me and something, at, please. And I went. I, no, I went. You know what? I'm done. I'm done asking permission to be a writer. Oh, wait. I act. I've, I've been acting since I was a kid. So you know what? Really? Yeah. I, and, and so I was like, you know, I, I kind of want to dabble in that, but I don't want to go to auditions, and I don't want to play a character that I don't want to – you know what I mean? Like. So you if did, like, stage plays and musicals, uh, short, short films. Exactly. All of that. Commercials. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Then you know, at some point in your life, you make a decision. What are you going to really focus on? Well, I decided music because I had more control over what mm-hmm. I perform. But the the bug of acting never leaves you. So when the I wasn't of music, is you still can be heard regardless of whether
2: you get picked up with a movie. It's a little e- harder because exactly you can still be at the bottom of that
0: five dollar bin and you get tossed and you out. and you have to do what somebody else says. I was going to be a, a, an artist. I went to school for art, uh, and then s- then found bill. out. Then went, oh, wait a minute. If I'm an artist, I have to write what somebody else tells me to write, not what I want to, or draw what somebody else tells me to draw. Mm-hmm. So that's out. So then I thought, you know what? I'm sick of asking permission to be a writer. So with this, oh, wait a minute. Holy crap. I could do an audio series and continue the stories of characters that I think logically go together. Right. Well, oh, and I can act and I can <coughs> uh, write it. And, you know, and basically, long story short. It's because I'm an impatient son of a bee and want things to be done you know, well and be done quick and be out for people to hear that that's how the audio series came about. Same deal with this podcast. You're in control. Right?
2: You and decide when there are no more seasons and you're tired yeah. of talking.
0: And that's the other thing, too. I really don't think with the with the podcast and the audio series and with comic book collecting and with music – you're never going to, or at least I will never be done. I'm never going to go, that's enough.
2: Yeah, you can even be on hi- hiatus for a year and then come back. Because
0: and- nobody's paying me. This is all free. You, you know what I'm talking about. It's all, I could do what I want when I want, and I don't answer to anybody.
2: Right, and then you just remind people, hey, I've been talking about some stuff. I would really appreciate some comments
0: on the page. Well, I'll tell you the best payoff for any of it. Okay, granted, I'm not getting any money, but you know what I'm getting? Nice compliments on Stuff that's coming from my soul, like the fact that they they compliment my voice acting or my writing or whatever. I'm like, really? Because so I'm not alone in a in a void here. No, we really like what you're doing. You're acknowledging me. Yeah, I cannot (laughs) express my gratitude enough to anybody who, not only has listened but has bothered to say, "Wow, we love this."
2: For sure, and I mean, it it's it also makes easier to team up. You don't have to wait from afar, you know, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so glad you were able to join on here and actually uh, just uh, uh, lean in on what makes the show tick versus what makes the fans come back to it. Because, I mean, this is a miracle. Most shows that haven't been on syndication, often people are like, I vaguely remember that. It's like, and yet, the show has survived. It just People have always talked about it. People... It also came out at the right time. People were embracing
0: DVD, and
2: it's like they – Do
0: you know know, that was the first series to actually come out as a box set for a season? Really? Okay. That was the very first one because I remember being in the store and going, all right, I'm going to buy these when they come out. I'd never even seen an episode, but I'm going to buy them. And at first they were selling a disc here and a disc there, but then all of a sudden, boom, it's a whole season, and I, I checked, and they were the very first ones to ever do it. Damn. Yeah, it's amazing the little things you forget.
2: Well, And more or less, I mean, uh, they they really did uh, go to town on it. They they did not wait for anyone's permission or Uh to do this and that. And MGM gave equal opportunity. It helped that Alliance Atlantis, you know, was also uh, helping out and, uh, you know, that, that's definitely where they got a lot of the Canadian talent from. But,
0: oh, you know, it's funny when you're talking about that, uh, you reminded me of when they were doing the 200th episode. They did a big party for the 200th episode. Yeah. And they, and they had somebody from – a representative from MGM or whatever there at the party. And <laughs> they said, oh, because – up until then, for nine seasons, they didn't know if they were getting another season. They always, they would always end. They would never end the season on a cliffhanger. It would always wrap up just in case that was the end. They weren't coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, here they are at the 200th episode. They only have a couple more to film for the season. They turned her and they go, "Yeah, well, great to have you here. Here's the 200 and many seasons more, right, Jan or whatever her name was?" And she smiles. She's like, <laughs> "Well." she apparently had already known that they were pulling the plug and didn't tell anybody. <sighs> so that's why season 10 ends on a cliffhanger. Cause they went, this was the first season we were sure we were coming back and now we weren't. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and see, I hate it when people are just like weasels like that. It's yeah. just, funny. come on, we're all drinking punch together. I think you can say something.
0: Well, granted she was on film. They were filming that for like a sci-fi special. So yeah. when they go, right, Jan? And she's like, ah, good cake. This cake is great. Is that wow. chocolate? Yeah, like she couldn't do anything. <laughs>
2: I'm sure they all wish they could silently delete her from that episode. You know? <laughs>
0: Honest to God. I remember watching it. And this, again, it was before we knew that they were ending SG-1. They I were part watching...
2: of sci-fi's The Lowdown. where they Yeah, be yeah, yeah. The scenes. It was right so before much... the
0: season began. And they show it. And I'm like, I remember thinking to myself, Ooh, she didn't say yes. Uh,
2: there's that, and it was very anticlimactic after you've had, you know, hours of, you know, David Hewlett in character as Rodney saying, hello, you know, showing you
0: around the set.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, that's not how you end an episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen, keep me in mind anywhere down the road for uh, – Yeah. Even – I mean, we could shoot the bull about this again sometime, but if anything else you want to check in with me and you need Yeah, let me to know any other shows with. you'd love to <laughs> – take down and oh geesh you're asking for a list i will i will do that i will send you a a instant message thing or an email now that i have your email oh yeah and and give you the rundown on things that just pop into my head fuck yes (laughs) and oh if you have any um audio commercials like you know the 30 second long things feel free to promise Yeah, yeah 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 Send it to me because I'll use it in the beginning or at the end of any of my three shows. Thank you, hundreds. Okay, <laughs> hey, my pleasure. That's what a Pottern What was it? Hashtag pattern family is all about. I have been seeing those. I was like, "What does that mean?" Oh, oh, podcast family. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> somebody was clever. Well, more or less, we pretty much have labeled the best family show. I can't think of anybody who didn't want who can't watch this with a family now. Is not and, the truth. Uh, And we did the impossible. We – hopefully other people can listen in on this as I keep promoting and using different hashtags and, uh, you know, figure out why this show is the most epic show known to mankind. Exactly. Because I tried even showing it to my cousins, and they're all into all the DC comic book shows. And I was Mm -hmm. like, for real? You can get into those and handle all the lesser acting –
0: (laughs) <laughs> if you want to vent sometime about the CW, I've done that on the Never Gets <laughs> Home <laughs> podcast. I, I can go on a rant about that at the drop of a hat. So, yeah. yeah. I don't wa- I, long story short, as a comic book guy, I don't watch those anymore.
2: That's, That's fine. I yeah. mean, because you know. they're trying too hard to appeal to everybody. And I know. And, be- and, and he a- was – I kid you not. I showed him an SG-1 episode, and he nitpicked the shit out of it. And I was Uh-oh. like, you're kidding. They've yeah. subtexted the dialogue. They've shown you an epic battle while moving the story forward, like the better Terminator type movies. Yeah, they even exactly. had—that's even the seasons where they have those Terminator type villains, and you just food it. Come
0: on. I think he went into it knowing
2: that he was going to pick on. Yeah, he's he just a it. kid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: uh,
0: All right. I'll have him listen to this episode, and maybe we'll sway him. Thank you, Mac. You're the Mac. Hey, and thank you, buddy. <laughs> thank you
2: for joining in this epic takedown. Anytime, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for having <laughs> me. <laughs> Open up that gate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later. All
1: right. Bye. Bye. And love. <laughs>
0: The Never Gets Old Podcast is part of the Forever Adventure Network. Music by Harmony Constant. Some artwork by Joseph Arnold and Jared Brown. Donations can be made to Patreon to Mac Jackson. Join our group pages on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Never Gets Old Pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And remember... Stay excited, everyone.
1: The
0: Forever Adventure Network. Welcome to the adventure. Hi, everybody. It's Mac Jackson. I wanted to invite you to a new site called the Forever Adventure Network. This website has everything. Pictures, videos, blogs, there's original music by Harmony Constant, two podcasts, one is the MacGyver Podcast, where we celebrate Richard Dean Anderson, his iconic roles, and how it's influenced our lives. There's episode discussions, interviews, and life conversations. The second podcast is the Never Gets Old podcast, where we celebrate all the best things that we love in life, from TV, movies, music, and comics. The site is also the home for the MacGyver SG-1 Audio Series, an ongoing adventure series that continues the adventures of MacGyver and SG-1. There are also multiple stores to choose from for all of your pop culture and adventure needs. Come on by and check us out today. And thanks for joining the adventure.